guys and girls, and welcome to episode 141 of the F Reality Podcast. Grab a cup of tea and a nice biscuit and join us as we have a natter about the latest VR news. This week we'll be talking about a new VR Star Wars game in the works. The hype for the PS5 intensifies with an online event coming next week. We'll tell you how to make your own custom avatar in VR chat on the cheap. Then we have not one, but two new VR headsets to discuss. And then finally, Zim has some releases for you to look forward to next week. But before we kick off the show, let me introduce you to the team and find out what's been their highlight of the week this week. Also, let us know what your highlight of the week has been this week in the chat. We always love to see what you've been up to. First up, this guy loves nothing more than to suit up, fire up the jets, and take to the skies. Of course, Iron Nathy. How you doing, dude? You all right? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm excited because today we're going to space again. That's right. That's right. If you're not aware, SpaceX and NASA have got a space launch going on. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of interesting, right? This flight marks the first ever manned space launch by a private company yeah. and is the first crewed NASA launch in the US since 2011. Mm-hmm. Some fun facts for you there. Yeah. Also, they, uh, they decided to push back the launch so that it would time right after the podcast. They wanted a couple of extra viewers. That's true. That's true. So basically, we're going to do like a raid of their stream after this podcast. So everyone from this show goes onto their stream and raids it. That's what we're going to do. So uh, don't worry, you won't miss the the launch. We've got plenty of time. We've got like two hours until uh, they're going to even start warming up those jets. So hope you enjoy the show. Um, but you're all right, Nathy. What was your highlight this week uh, in VR? Yeah, so uh, it it wasn't it wasn't Iron Man because uh, that that's something I played last week, but uh, I uh, I did you know jump back into Half Life uh, because they they had an update, um, one that first I thought wasn't a necessary one, but when I then tried this update, I was like, yeah, okay, this is uh, you know this is dang cool, this is like pretty legit. Um, so what they did uh, is they um, they added. Uh, liquid to every bottle in Half-Life. First, when you, you know, uh, were holding a bottle in the game, uh, you couldn't look through it, there was no liquid in there, right? Uh, I, I, I had no problem with it, though. Like, I never thought, like, ah, mm, this, is, uh, this sucks. Uh, but now, you can look through every bottle and see what's in there, and it's, it's so detailed, it's insane, because if you hold a let's say wine bottle in the light you know the the light shines through it in in such a beautiful and realistic way and when you for example shake a bottle you can see the bubbles going up it's it's insane it's insane and and someone worked on that for you know a couple of days and i i've heard so many people say like this is this is the best let's say liquid bottle physics thing i've ever seen in any video game but i think you know the vr aspect adds to that because um, you can hold it and you can really shake it around. And I even saw people uh, trolling the, the 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 folks who who you know used the two D mod by saying like, yeah, you can't do this uh, with your mouse and keyboard, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's amazing. I like I if you have have Live Alex and you're interested, you, you should totally go back in and just check it out. It's really satisfying. And are they are they different levels in each bottle, or is it also? Always the same amount of liquid. No, 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 no. It's 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 the same. Although um, there, like I've seen some 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 videos of just you know beer bottles and wine bottles, but there are also these. Um, I don't know how you call them. Uh, you usually put them on like a 
in the, in the office, you know, like those water machines. Uh, water cooler. Yeah, water cooler. Yeah, water but cooler then the, gallon. Or yeah, the gallon. Like they, they even have gallons with water in there. So you can just, you know, throw it around and, and, and hear the water going going nuts. I wonder, is, cool. would this be something that they wanted to uh, add uh, anyways, but just didn't have enough time? Or is this just a... I feel like uh, Valve treats this as a hobby project too, where someone's like, oh, wait, 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 I have an idea. Maybe we should do this too. And they just add it. <laughs> I think it's exactly like you just described. I think someone just come up with the idea and they said, yeah, sure. Because I think Valve is one of those open companies that anyone can come up with an idea because it doesn't have like a, a rank structure or anything like that. So anyone can come up with an idea and it's kind of agreed yeah. on a majority vote, I think. So, yeah, you know, this is just a project that someone wanted to do and they just said, yeah, go ahead and do it. But I think, like you said, it just adds that little extra bit to the game that just makes it super nice. And I also heard that if uh, you want to check this out, you don't have to go through the whole game again. There's um, some mods actually in the workshop that just have bottles that you can play around with. <laughs> and also they added um, a Jeff level, uh, like test level. So to give people like a good sense of how a Jeff level should play out. Mm -hmm. So hopefully in the not too distant future, we'll see some levels <clears throat> with our good friend Jeff. Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I think it's neat. Cool. The viscosity in the bottles looks a little bit different, but it could just be the volume of the containers. The beer looks properly appetizing. That's all I'll mm. say. <laughs> looks, Crack looks open good. a nice cold beer in Half-Life I think Alex. this is just a start, man. I think there are like a lot of other things that can be improved that you just didn't know uh, that will be added later. Because if you mm -hmm. look at the you know other Half-Life games, they sometimes did updates that no one even knew about. Uh, plus mm -hmm. the community, as you said, you know, with the mods, they have been improving a lot of stuff, adding their own animations. Like I saw this week, someone who created uh, zombies that can now just jump down from one spot to the other and 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 surprise you. Well, you know, nice. in, in, in the main game, uh, the zombies are kind of restricted. You know, they do follow you, but stop at a certain point. But people are like making the zombie smarter. Uh, and I think that can be used in the next game too. I think Valve is looking at the community and, and sees what they can learn from them and use that. So that that's amazing, you know, sharing knowledge and, and creativity. Yeah, nice. Nice little, uh, nice little highlight there. Yeah. Some, uh, you know, nice you know how, how you know physics. who I want to send to space, Jeff. He can he can join those guys yeah. if he wants to. Yeah, I'm totally down because like we was having a discussion <laughs> about the show, uh, about this like space launch before the show. I won't get into the bits that people are getting triggered about, but um, I, I, I was saying I was because it would just cause chaos on the show, but um, I was saying that I would never go to space, but I would happily send Jeff to space. Like he can do one, like he can go. I wouldn't be on there, but he can go for sure. <laughs> but uh, nice, nice little recommendation there. Go back and check out Half-Life Alex. Continually evolving that game. Can't wait to see what else happens in the future because yeah. this is just the beginning, I'm sure. So uh, next up, this guy likes to chuck on his leathers, jump on his chopper, and then cruise the mean streets of Los Santos. VR streamer, Simtalk5. How you doing? Yeah, good, Mike. Good. It's been... Uh, thanks Thanks to Nathy for uh, running the show last week. Appreciate that. Um... For those of you who didn't know, because yes. I didn't, I didn't give the guys the clearance before the show to to say it, but it was my wife's birthday, and uh, as you know, my wife's uh, heavily pregnant. We've got one on the way and two kids already, so <clears throat> it was going to be a two full weekend. And I'm glad I took the day because I absolutely needed it. Surprise went down well, and uh, we found ourselves. Um, it was funny because you guys had an episode very much talking about like room escape and stuff, and then you're gonna. <laughs> talk on that a little bit later but um it was it was so bizarre uh, because although i wasn't watching the show live later i was like at the exact same time i was doing a room escape with my wife uh nice. which which is like i'm gonna I, i'm gonna i'm gonna use that as my like little tip or highlight for the week because sure, um, yeah 
it's something that like I enjoy. You guys know I really like room escapes, right? But <clears throat> this is like a tile-based board game. Um, and it like basically you you lay out an island and the island is sinking. And it's a cooperative uh, room escape game, essentially. And so what you're doing is um, it, the game comes in a little tin. You lay out these tiles. And then as the game goes on, basically the island is sinking. And you can sandbag certain parts. And you're trying to, like, you know, Tomb Raider it, get to these four treasures, get everyone back into the chopper and get off the island. And it only runs for, like, 30 minutes. So for, like, you know, busy people, this is a really good little board game. And I saw it, like, highly recommended in a bunch of places. And so I thought, hey, you know, that'll make a good birthday present. Um, and so we ended up playing that. And even with our kids, it, it says ages like 10 and up, but there's no part of the game that you can't just kind of like talk kids through. So we played with a six-year-old and a four-year-old and um, have played it like four or five times since. That's what it looks like. It just comes in a tin. Uh, so if anyone's looking for an interesting board game with their uh, <clears throat> with their families or whatever and likes room escape stuff where you don't have to like... There's another type of room escape board game where literally you're like cutting stuff up and they're like one-time use. And those right. are loads of fun. There's a cool German company called, um, it's a Koros. I can't remember their, their full name, uh, but those are really good as well. If you, if you, if you're, you know, if you're into like VR room escapes, but there really aren't that many, um, and you want some room escape action, but you can't go to a room escape place because of the current restrictions. I wonder how those places are going to fare after all of this. Then that's an option for you, you know? And then nice. as you said, I, I hopped into uh, GTA five as well, uh, which was interesting to say the least uh but for those who don't know uh the free version if you managed to bag that on our recommendation recently there is now an upgraded version of the script hook it's literally a three to five minute install super quick and you can get into gta 5 and vr on that freebie version that you just got given by the epic game store so that's what i did nice. that was uh that game is so expansive but it just makes me want like like what rowdy said to me ages ago right like you don't have the touch controls um and it's such a cool world. It's like I, I just I just want GTA Six to have you know native uh, VR support. Yeah. It's just so good. <laughs> we just spend time, as you said, like get on the back of a chopper, just literally like blip it through the the hills of like California, and um, that kind of natural head motion and watching the scenery go by, even if you don't have you know hand interaction, it's just like really compelling. So, you know, yeah. thank and you really needed hand interaction in that other scene, right, Zim? Uh, yeah, that surprised me, too. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the stream uh, directed me to a, uh, the local strip club, and I didn't know you get so handsy. <laughs> of course, uh, of course. Say so that video already got nuked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, the, 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 the previous one was funny because, uh, you know, I picked up one of the ladies in the night, pulled into a dark alley, uh, and I didn't know my wife oh. was watching and jumped in just at that moment. <laughs> So as Zim got lucky, Zim got unlucky. Wow. I'm talking to after. So, uh, <laughs> nice. Perfect so just timing. Quickly, uh, what was the uh, Room Escape board game that you recommended? So the Room Escape board game was uh, Forbidden Island. Uh, Forbidden so, Island. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Spilled like go check, Forbidden go check that out. Island. Mm. Nice. Nice. Get some, get some solid recommendations there. Nice. And GTA, yeah. You know, if you bagged it, go and try it out in VR if you can. The one thing uh, I'd say, just to caveat it, Mike, is I'd say, because people were asking me this, is it worth buying for like $25 to then get the VR add-on? I would say no. Yeah, I would, I would say there. if you got it for free, that's worth it. And I certainly got probably five hours of gameplay out of it so far, and I will go back to it. But I wouldn't say, I'd say wait for another freebie, or if it was a 10 or less, then it'd be worth it. During a sale or something, yeah. 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 Cool. So uh, next up, 
This guy is now neck deep in fries, gravy, and cheese curds. Truly adopting the Canadian spirit. Rowdy VR, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I've, uh, I've managed to settle down. My, my quarantine is ending uh, next week on uh, Wednesday evening. So uh, from after that, I'll be able to at least go to the shop by myself. So that's a nice thing. It's been two weeks now since I've been into, into this quarantine. Uh, but no, I'm 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 doing pretty pretty all right, you know. Like it's it's still middle of the day here, so I'm it's a bit of a of a different situation to you guys, I guess. But uh, no, uh, I've enjoyed my my fair bit of poutine. Yeah, tell <laughs> us all about it your... because that's probably the, the, that's got to be your highlight of the week, right? Because we we that basically was, no, pressured was, you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 hang on, um, did Rowdy, it, did you not know about poutine before Mike said it? No, no, but we we have. It's not something similar, but it's something that is um, remotely similar to what poutine is. We don't have uh, gravy on it, but we do have fries with cheese. And it's, it's a Dutch thing as well. Uh, oh. It's called a capsalon. Mm. Um, and that's, I, I really like that. But it does taste very different to that. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so I did like poutine, but I do prefer my own capsalon. Uh, oh, man, that's... <laughs> that's heartbreaking to me for those who don't know i know rowdy has beat me to it but i i'm, I'm interested in and in, in planning to move to canada but this uh thing has stopped me as well but poutine is one is literally in my top three of the reasons why i'm personally <laughs> moving to canada that stuff wow. is gonna give me a heart attack one day so yeah. what was yeah it, it is really good what though. was your it highlight really then good. i'm curious what beats poutine my, my highlight <laughs> exactly um it's actually it's more a recommendation than a than a highlight uh, for all the, the tech hats like, like you guys and the ones that are watching or, or people just generally interested in, in artificial intelligence like, like deep learning, machine learning, reinforcement learning and all those kind of things. There's a, a documentary that I started watching on uh, YouTube and it's called The Age of AI, The Age of Artificial Intelligence. And it's, I believe, a, a nine episode series. It's about four to five months old. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes about like the current state of like uh, technology in general, I would say. But then... Um, the benefit of artificial intelligence to that technology. They talk about prosthetic arms, virtual avatars, uh, speech recognition, uh, how, we, how are we going to go to space, how are we going to terraform Mars, and those kind of things are... I've only watched, I think, three episodes now, but um, the first one was the one that got me the most because it's about um, a person who also did the facial animations for Avatar and for um, different Unreal games, I believe, as well. But he, his private concept, his private kind of um, uh, research topic is that he wants to make a virtual avatar where you can actually interact with, you know, that would be very interested in, for example, the elderly people, people who are lonely in general, to have some kind of interaction with a virtual avatar. And the creepy thing that he did, because it looks already very real, um, the creepy thing that he did, I think, was that he managed to make a virtual avatar of his nine-year-old daughter. And it looks, it looks unbelievably real, but he also managed to give her like a neural network brain and uh, artificial uh, muscles into her face. So he could literally like scare her and she would start crying I, or he could like... Uh, I am, I'm scared now, Rowdy, only because of three, three simple <laughs> facts. Uh, Carol's not with you. Last week, uh, we talked about friend experiences <laughs> and now you're talking about AI shape faces of nine-year-old girls so i know you're lonely but <laughs> your literature you need to change that dude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh it's it's, it's a very good series uh, it's called the age of ai the age of artificial intelligence mm. 
uh, and it's um, it's really good. Just if you're a general, if you have a general interest in in technology, I would say not just uh, specifically artificial intelligence. You also talk about prosthetics and prosthetic arms and those kind of things. So it's it's a it's a highly recommended series uh, from my end, and it's pre- presented by uh, by Iron Man himself, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Nice. Oh, so wow. it's actually a, a fairly fairly it's a YouTube Originals. Uh, Where's it from? Uh, like, is it is, is this like a Hollywood thing, or is this like a YouTube Originals? Okay. Yeah. It's like a concept from YouTube where they produce certain. Very cool. Subjects. YouTube making YouTube videos. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, because I know about the YouTube Red thing. I know I'm newer to the whole platform than you guys are, but um, yeah. like, is YouTube it's Originals like Netflix though. Originals, essentially? You didn't watch all the uh, Scare PewDiePie series? Uh, but that was only available on YouTube yeah, Red. This they also got cancelled. YouTube well. Originals is for everyone, and YouTube Red is for people yeah. with a subscription yeah. that is called YouTube right. Red. Yeah. Uh, Thank cool. you. Yeah, I'm going to check this one out because um, sounds really cool. Yeah. Check this out. This is like bedtime viewing for me. I always get <laughs> bored because my wife's normally asleep by like ten o'clock, and I've got oh. like two hours left in me. I, so uh, I thought that'll, were, that'll keep me entertained. I thought you were watching your own videos in the evening. That true. That, that that's that's true as well. You got to get those views in, right? <laughs> you know, hit, hit, hit refresh. Watch it again. I watched the whole ad as well, by the way. Always. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so this week, uh, my highlight of the week this week has been uh, Tetris Effect on the Quest. Great choice. Great choice. Uh, I had previously played it on PC uh, when it released on the Epic Store. Uh, but it was really nice having it on the Quest, actually, because, you know, now with the hot weather, it's getting warm up in here in the loft, so you can play it wherever you want in the house. Uh, and my favorite thing to do is just find a really nice comfy chair, put my legs up, and just sink back, put some headphones on, and just get completely absorbed by this game. Because, like, the combination of, like, the graphics, um, the music, the visuals, which are all in time with the music, it's almost like hypnotic like it's almost like therapy for me you know it's just so beautiful um so if you haven't checked out tetris effect i'd highly recommend it also like the the quest port they've done an amazing job because like it it doesn't look that bad it looks great actually in fact i couldn't it was indistinguishable for me i i would agree with you mike and um it's funny because i've done a string of like like uh hypnotic type demonstrations it's got almost the exact same effect and the thing that's really admirable i find um and I, i noticed it more this playthrough was uh, the variation in music. There's a lot of music genres in that game that I think people will not have listened to before. So when you're paying your ticket for entry to play this thing, you're actually paying for a pretty damn good soundtrack, which now is, I think, on available for 10 quid, if I'm not mistaken. That's right, yep. The yeah. original soundtrack just launched as well. Yeah, so, so if you cool. want to listen to it offline, you, you, certainly, you certainly can. But yeah, I look forward to like really going through the uh, the campaign on this one because I, I never finished it, so uh, that's that's the plan for oh, me. Where to are you continue. stuck? Where are you stuck, Mike? I, I, I'm, no, I'm not stuck anywhere. I've just been kind of like just taking my time with it and enjoying it, you know, so I'm looking he's forward stuck. to just going uh, through he's it. He's definitely stuck. He's definitely stuck. <laughs> I'm stuck. He just don't, doesn't want to say it. <laughs> I'm stuck on those lava guys. Jesus Christ, that's hard. Um, Lava guys, I they're keep chanting like, and when they start kicking in, the speed goes nuts, and I just like in an hour I couldn't clock the level. So well, if you haven't gotten to that yet, back. I look, I look forward to the lava guys. I'll keep my uh, beady little eyes out for them. But yeah, uh, Tetris Effect on Quest, two big thumbs up from me. Nice. Uh, just like uh, I'd recommend that you play it with headphones. Just play it with headphones if you can. Oh, yeah. That's the the one tip. Um, so let's see what the chat has been up to before we uh, get any further, because uh, they've been they've been into some interesting stuff this week as well, I think. Mm. Yep. Um, so let's dive deeper down the rabbit hole. 
shall we? <laughs> <laughs> so we have uh, Dave who played pro uh, put or pot. Mm. Is it pot? Put pro yeah, pot. Yeah. Pro pot. Yeah. It does sound cuter when I say put, but pot. Pro okay, put. pro pot. <laughs> the the line and also he uh, checked out gloomy eyes. I do hear a lot of good stuff about that golf uh, title. Yeah, multiplayer. It's the one that I talked about last time. Is right? it? Yeah. Is oh, it mini yeah. golf or just like proper, proper golf? It's yeah. Proper golf. Uh, Mike, uh, your mic. Sorry, not Mike. Nathy, your mic could go up a tick or two if you're able. People okay. were saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. Or um, yeah, yeah, your proximity. There we go. But yeah, it looks like it looks like a, a proper golf game. You know, a little bit arcadey, but fun it looks like fun you know you yeah. can have play with a friend which i like i think the the best golf game uh, is still the one uh, on playstation vr everybody loves golf i think okay uh, that's like oh, a really that professional one. one this is still kind of arcadey but fun to play with with friends um then we have other dave or he's called more like davo <laughs> it's kind of like the same thing um who also played the same golf game um but also dove into elixir and waltz of the wizard uh, both mm. of these uh, titles are hand tracking experiences. Elixir yep. is yep. Uh, totally free, has been made by uh, Facebook Reality Studios, as far as I know. Hopefully, we will see more from them. Um, and uh, Worlds of the Wizard, of course, is uh, is one that you can also try, uh, but you do need to pay for that one. Um, mm -hmm. Just uh, saying, um, if you want to try the hand tracking stuff, at least. Um, then we have Chris Richardson who also marveled into uh, Elixir and watched Mr. Robot in big screen. Also, hello to everyone uh, oh, nice uh, in combo. big screen right now watching us. Um, mm. Then we have Victor Riddle, who has been uh, uh, playing Wolf in the Walls, uh, Fader and Alex. Um, and he, he's like uh, looking at the way they did the narrative scenes. So he's kind of on this, you know, research uh, thing. Uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, oh. Yeah, I also want to give a quick shout out because someone mentioned the line. I checked that out as well. Yeah. It's more like interactive story, hand tracking, made by the team at Avaray who did uh, Pixel Ripped. Really nice, charming little story. Relatively short. You probably won't want to watch it again, but I, I thought it was really well done. Mm. I want to say that. Cool. Um, then we have uh, Silver, who mm -hmm. uh, tried uh, some Half-Life uh, Alex mods, tried Eleven, uh, Pavlov, Wilson's Hard, and also uh, some, some poker in VR. Uh, Wilson's Hard is like this... Is this hidden gem nowadays that has been oh, yeah. buried under all the other stuff on the on the Oculus Store? So maybe you want to look that one up. It's uh, in black and white. It's a horror, um, you know, experience. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of mechanics, might be a little bit uh, out of date now, but um, the story, story and the way everything now. looks is 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 pretty pretty awesome. So yeah, yeah. And there's one thing in that game. There's one thing that happens later on in the game that I've never seen done again in VR since. And I won't spoil it for anyone that wants to check it out, but it's very well done indeed. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Beat the game. I'll tell you I'm... afterwards. <laughs> okay, yeah, tell me later. I'm curious. <laughs> um, yeah, so that is what people have been up to this week. Uh, before we get into the news, I just want to say thanks again to the sponsor of this week's show, and that is Synth Riders. Now, Synth Riders is a unique VR rhythm game from the fine folks over at Kluge Interactive. And what sets Synth Riders apart from other VR music rhythm games is that it the way it makes you move. You actually feel like you're dancing, cutting some epic shapes as you work your way through the game's 30 plus music tracks. Synth Riders is also unique in that it supports custom tracks, has your fitness tracker integration and cross-platform multiplayer where you can play with up to 10 other players cross-platform, which is totally awesome. Check out Synth Riders and the new Electro Swing DLC available now on Oculus Quest, Oculus Rift, SteamVR and Viveport. Links to everything are in the description down below. Also go follow Synth Riders VR on Twitter right now. 
uh, to be in for a chance to win uh, some keys for the quest version of the game. The winners will be picked at random and announced on Monday. So good luck to all of you out there. Nice. Yeah. I, um, it's so funny about synth riders. I mean, cool. I, I heard you guys talking about them uh, last week as well. And again, thanks for being our sponsor. Um, I Every time I think of synth riders, is I think of two things. Number one, it's a fun-ass multiplayer game. And number two, uh, I got beaten up by a Cosmos player playing Synth Riders. Uh, she was absolutely awesome, and I, 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 I to this day that st- that wound still stings. So just thought I'd add that there. Sorry, Synth Riders, your name has been burned a little bit for me, uh, but I am looking forward to checking out the new DLC soon. Savage burn when you get beaten by a Cosmos player. Oh, that is. I've been seeing <laughs> yeah. it more in the wild. I don't get it. Where are they coming from? Who's buying these things? Ah. Oh. Who knows? It hurts. No one that watches our videos, that's for sure. I sure hope Um, not. (laughs) So (laughs) let's get into the news. Uh, The first bit of news this week is really interesting news and exciting as well. It's from ILM X Lab, who announced a new virtual reality Star Star Wars game is in the works in collaboration with Oculus Studios. Now, the new game will be called Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. And the ILM X Lab team states that Tales from the Galaxy's Edge will give players the opportunity to live out their own adventure in an original story which takes place between the events in The Last Jedi and Rise of the Skywalker. Um, The game will be set on the outskirts of the Black Spire outpost on planet Batuu, which is linked to Galaxy's Edge, the real life attraction at Disneyland in California. I think Nathie's actually been there, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, when I heard this, I was like, to Galaxies. Batu or to their... <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? He's been to Batu. Batu, to the yes, Black I have been, to, I have been to the outpost. I have also worked with the rebels to hack uh, uh, many things, such as the Millennium Falcon. Uh, mm. Also, you know, some some uh, carriers and stuff. Now, like, um, it's it's cool that, you know, uh, Batu is like this uh, fictional, you know, planet. And, and in, in Disneyland, uh, you can actually visit it and... Uh, you know, ride the Millennium Falcon and do some other stuff. Um, it has an o- has its own story to it, um, and and it, it it seems like they kind of want to you know with that game you know kind of uh, let people go deeper with that. And I think it's also a cross promotion between you know getting people to Disneyland, and mm. so it, it's it's interesting to see what this is going to be all about. Um, I think you guys would all agree that we want to have something more. Uh, like like it's a game uh, with like uh, what Mike played, you know, a Jedi Fallen Order, where it's like mm. a like, you know a proper story. Maybe that's a bit too ambitious, of course. But you know, Vader Immortal was nice, but was more of a VR experience than anything else. And then, and I think a game like a proper single player uh, of like six seven hours uh, would be nice. Yeah, I wonder if this will be episodic as well, because um, all they say so far, because it's still early days, they just announced the development. Um, they just said that it will have multiple styles of gameplay, uh, iconic characters from the series, and you'll be able to explore part of a galaxy far, far away in virtual reality. I'm that's, excited about this, that's what they say. I, I think it's... If you, if you see what they did with the original, the, the first... I mean, we, I think we all agree that if they would have all released the three ones at, at the same time, that we probably would have been a lot milder for the for the last two releases. Yeah, definitely, I do, yeah. I do think that, like, Vader Immortal in itself was, like... Um, like it was a step for me in the right direction, you know. It's still the kind of thing that I would I want in virtuality. I want to experience the Star Wars universe in that kind of way, uh, and I, I think that they're they're doing things that are already pretty cool um, with like the you know the force push and you know the lightsabers and so I, I do 
I am very curious to like how they how far they're gonna push this now. Of course, it will still be you know we will still want more probably, mm. but at the same time, I'm I'm interested in seeing you know what what is next. Yeah, know? I think the difficulty is is that they want to strike a balance between appeasing the VR hardcore players and new mm. players that come in because it's Star Wars, and I think yeah, that's yeah. a difficult balance to strike. So, yeah. you know, maybe they'll push the boundary a little bit further on this next one now that Vader Immortal has kind of established that. Um, I hope so anyway, but it seems like the game will be coming out later on this year on Oculus platforms because it was made in collaboration with Oculus Studios. Mm. And then maybe like we've seen with the Vader Immortal series, we'll come to other platforms like PSVR uh, in the future. Ooh, what if, I'm, what I'm, if? The thing is, I think like what Rowdy's saying there, you know, in terms of in terms of the next Star Wars game being a little bit more aggressive at trying to get people in, I would like to see, and this is where I think most of the spellcasting games have failed, is them to help work on the friction to like spell casting slash force powers that aspect if you can break that barrier like what they do in half-life alex um as much as i don't like keep pulling that flute out of my bag and um you know i think that the the, the grip that they solved basically stuff that's at floor height with current tracking solutions that can be a problem to pick something mm. up off of the ground by basically yeah. saying just yank it towards you like you've got you know spidey strings on it and and if, if they can approach the design of the force powers in that way and make them low friction and make you feel powerful like i think rowdy was saying when he was playing control then i think that combination would be a winning suite and it would even non-star wars fans would be attracted to it then yeah i think you make a really and good also, point I, I... I didn't know that you had a flute in, a, in Half-Life, so again, something <laughs> here on this podcast. Yeah, uh, but it's a really good point, you know, like it would lend itself well, you know, a force pull, you know, would work very well to use that mechanic mm. from Half-Life because it's very nice, like you say, and you're not constantly bending over to pick something up off the floor, and yeah. it's, it's nice. I mean, it's something like Nathan was just talking about, you know, the age of certain titles, right? Like, already, Star Wars Vader Immortal is not an old game. But the mm-hmm. force pull in Vader Immortal is not as good as the force pull in Half-Life Alex. True. Yeah. And and it's funny, but that's what happens with games. Is they all beg, borrow, and steal. And I think that's got to happen in their next iteration. But I, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, Industrial Light and Magic are, you know, still learning from how to make, uh, like, how to go from an experience to a game. Because they are, like, originally, they are not really, you know, developing stuff like that. So uh, I think they're still, you know, learning compared to uh, Valve, who, you know, has been making games for years. Um, Something that I think could be interesting, too, is that they uh, built this experience not just for home users, but they also uh, um, let people play it at theme parks. I don't know if that's something they're looking into. Um, They worked with uh, The Void, so that's cool. So maybe uh, this is not just for us but also for people who go to Galaxy's Edge in real and can experience something there. Yeah. I don't know. That would be awesome for sure. And if you know, if you want to fill the void with something in the meantime, Star Wars related, I'd highly recommend you watch The Mandalorian, uh, available on Disney+. Plus. I'm oh. on my second viewing through it now and even representing Mando on my t-shirt today. Oh, it's totally awesome. So uh, go check it out. I still want them to bring in like one of the Jedi Knight games into VR. Like those were really fun where like you started off, you got your force powers, mm. you had your FPS elements to it. And I just like, a, I'd love to see something like that come in. Jedi, Jedi was close. Old Republic. Jedi was very close to that. You know, like you leveled up a lot um, and unlocked new abilities as you went along, which was nice. I, I, I just, really like that I game. I just want the new Just Dance with Han Solo. 
You want to you want to relive the connect days of yeah. uh, riding right. hand solo? Yeah. Nice. Riding solo. Okay, yes. <laughs> right. okay. okay, let's move on. Okay. Next topic. Yeah, okay. So uh, the next bit of news, again, some more exciting news, and that is that this week uh, the PlayStation official Twitter account announced a virtual event is being hosted on YouTube and on Twitch next week where they're going to be showing off the games that will be launching with their new PS5 console later on this year. Hmm. So this will be the first time we get a good look of what to expect from the launch lineup of the new console, which is awesome. Um, but as of yet, Sony have been a bit quiet about their plans for the next PSVR headset, although we saw that tease with the, the hand tracking on the controllers, which looks very interesting. Um, but hopefully, hopefully, fingers and toes crossed, we'll get a glimpse of what we might expect in the future from PSVR 2, although... I'm not holding my breath. Um, I think it's probably going to be a focus on the console launch and the traditional games um, in this video. And mm -hmm. probably we'll see some more tease about the PSVR 2 later after the console is launched. But mm. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think we'll get a little tease for PSVR in this this showcase? Because it's going to be about over an hour long, they reckon. Um, yeah. <sighs> At least a tease, right? I mean, they, they are they are the most invested out of all the consoles. Yep. Maybe also pretty much the only one uh, unless you consider the Nintendo Switch as well um, but it, it would be I kind of expect it a little bit but I do know that with PlayStation again it's not a priority mm. um, to, to, to show something off but yeah I, I hope but so this, I hope this so. is this is the event they do instead of E3 right yeah so this is the big moment to big show moment. something uh, well I mean if, if they're ready for it then yeah they can do a small tease at least announced that the PlayStation VR 2 is going to be a thing where yes. it's maybe to just show a silhouette of, of a headset not something major uh, and I think we'd all be happy with that right even if yeah. it was just as simple as that yeah, yeah like building up some hype if they don't do that I still think that some of the games they're going to show will have little VR demos to them because we have seen PlayStation add VR demos to some games so it could mm. be that some of the games were like hmm yeah this could have the potential to also have VR support so that mm -hmm. that could be something because we haven't seen Sony really uh, or, or the developers diving into something that is more uh, cross-platform like for example uh, Tetris is cross-platform where you can play mm -hmm. it 2D but you can also play it in VR so mm -hmm. it could be that they're going more into that uh, uh, scene too so, so check this out what if, and this is like dream scenario here, so you know, take this with a pinch of salt, but just imagine, imagine this, during the, the event, they announced that Half-Life Alex is also coming to PS5 in VR. Oh my god. That's gonna happen. That is gonna happen. It is coming I think to the so. PlayStation I think so. VR too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so, eventually, yeah. Yeah, it will. It will. Um, I think that would be amazing. I, I think that would be incredible. If they if they announced that, I think the whole industry would go insane. But like. But how how would that work for like motion controllers? Well, they've got Just their like own uh, they've got their own yeah. design, haven't they, with the finger tracking? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah but no. like, we, I, I thought with for the original. Oh PS4, no no no! We're talking so, about like no, a brand okay. new headset. Isn't brand it supposed to be backwards compatible? Mm. Uh, yeah, with older games, but also, but just okay. remember that. Um, it's unlikely that the new games will support the older headset. I would imagine, or if if they do in a very limited capacity, I would say. Mm. I think so. You do, you do need to find a way to get people buying the new stuff, so I do get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're interested, you know, uh, tune into the event. I'm going to be catching it live myself. It's on Thursday, the 4th of June at 1 p.m. US Pacific, 9 p.m. in the UK, and 10 p.m. in Europe. 
So mm. go check it out. We can all share the hype together on Thursday. And of course, if anything's announced PSVR 2 related or anything like that, we'll talk about it on next week's show. So tune in. Okay. Yeah. So that is PS5 event Thursday. Put it in your diaries. Next bit of news. Something interesting I found this week uh, that I thought was really cool and I just wanted to share with you guys. And that is uh, a feature, well, an avatar creator called Taffy. Now, uh, Nathy and I have been exploring VR chat a little bit more just so recently. We went to like a, a rave in VR chat, which was a lot of fun. Uh, we also checked out the virtual market. Mm. And um, around this sort of time, I've, I've really sort of thought, I really want a custom avatar, like something that looks like me that I can use in VR and people just know it's me just talks by seeing like the avatar. Me. Talks like talks me. Like me um, walks like me. Walks like me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I even got to the point where I thought I might actually hire someone to do like a professional job on this. But then I, I realized that it's actually going to be quite a bit of money and I don't use VR chat that often, so it's kind of be a bit of a waste. Um, but then I saw Ben Lang from Road to VR uh, do an article about avatar creation tools uh, on his website. And I thought I'd check this one out. So this was called Taffy. And uh, so my surprise... It actually worked really, really well. And I thought this is actually really cool, very easy and simple. And I thought I'd share it with you. So all it, how it works is that you go to the website, uh, which is uh, maketaffy.com. Uh, you then sign up with your email address and then you can download the desktop creation tool, uh, which is on your PC. You then uh, get into that and then you literally got like an avatar creator where you can change hair, body shape, gender, clothes, accessory, everything you can imagine in an avatar creator. Um, most of the stuff is free, so if you wanted to, you could create a free avatar. Although, well, I say most of it, a limited stuff is free, so you could create a free avatar. Most of the stuff is actually paid for. But you, need... but, but you are wearing clothes. You don't have to pay for that, or you have free clothes. It's not yeah, like you, you you're in your underwear because it's free. No, you don't go out <laughs> naked if you don't have any money. Um, <laughs> but it is relatively cheap, and this is the great thing about it because, like, for a custom avatar for me that had some clothing that I liked, it had a full beard. And everything else was just five dollars, and I think you know you could you could really make a really nice avatar for five between five and ten bucks. Put it that way, which in the grand scheme of things, if you're looking at custom avatars, is really really cheap. Uh, and these like have full body movement, uh, moving eyes, and mouths when you talk. So pretty interactive. But honestly, uh, yeah. honestly, Mike, uh, I think it's uh, it's a missed opportunity for you. Yeah. But what you actually could have done is make one of the Half Life scientists, and. Uh, Go around VR chat, <laughs> screaming at people. <laughs> screaming at people. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's my second avatar because you got two slots. Oh, so you know, once okay. once you've made your avatar, you you link it to your VR chat account and just say upload, and yeah. it goes directly to your avatar, uh, your VR chat account, which can be used on both PC and Quest. So they're Quest optimized, uh, which is really great as that's well. That's really awesome. What is it? Something that you have to then go into VR chat and kind of enable, or does that also push that option and? Kind of take it over already. It, yeah, it's super simple. So once you've uploaded it to your VR chat account, as soon as you sign in, you go to avatars in your menu and it's there already. And you just wow. click on it and that you become the avatar straight away. Okay. So I think and, and you wired are only two slots. Is there a reason for that, or you, you just need to purchase more? Um, I think you can only have two slots account, uh, attached to your uh, Taffy account to upload to VR chat. Um, I don't think you can even buy any more slots. I think you can just have two. Um, it's probably yeah. a limit that VR chat agreed with Taffy, I would imagine. Uh, so yeah. that, you, know, you don't just yeah, they're not dealing with like a spam of upload to their servers is what I'm thinking. That's probably yeah. It's, it's quite old as well. Like the, this uh, this Taffy application uh, is actually quite old. It's been around for about a year or so. But apparently they've done some really nice updates just recently to make the UI and everything a bit slicker and the process a bit easier. Mm. But certainly, you know, like 
half an hour you could create an avatar and then be using it in VR chat straight away, which is super nice. Um, and like I said, five bucks to buy some extra credits just to unlock some nice accessories or something. I think mm. it's totally worth it. You're saying there's a good. And we, we have there's um, a question. Yeah, I was we, gonna say. Do you want to take it, Randy? Yeah. Go on. Yeah, I, I, I was wondering myself as well, like, and I see that Jeffrey Goodman posted as well, can I make an avatar of a spoon walking around saying, my spoon is too big? <laughs> um, and I'm wondering as well, is this only like, you know, like humanoid kind of characters? Or can you also, for example, I want a dog face or I want this or I want... Uh, yeah, so they're, they're humanoid avatars. There's not any bananas or spoons, unfortunately. Um, there are some like zombie skins for your avatars, which cost like credits, of course, um, and some other like alien looking skins, mm. but they're more humanoid looking. And I think they're more jacked up for look, having a more natural looking avatar that actually looks like you as a person rather than, you know, you, you could you could go in there and dress up as a cat, you know, if you wanted to, or like a, you know, a, a broom with a, your, your wife runs on. You can you can do that already. So that's available for free through VR chat. But this is, I think, is to have an avatar that looks more like you as a person. That's weird, though, because your avatar kind of looks like a humanoid with a potato head and a beard. And so you can. <laughs> that's what I look like in real life. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening so... to the audio version. Technically, just nailed my description. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there you go. Also, uh, <laughs> also good to mention is that you know we we spoke about the virtual market before, uh, yes. with uh, with Bill, you know, the community manager of VRChat. Yes. But they now have announced a virtual market for Oculus Quest owners. Yes. So it's very true. Yeah, that's coming. I don't know if it's available now. It's coming soon. I think. Right. Soon, as far as I know. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. We are slowly um, seeing the creation of the digital universe. Yeah. So if you want an avatar to explore that universe, go and check out maketaffy.com. The Cyberverse. <laughs> it's a super cheap way to have a custom avatar. And I think the chat. main attraction for me isn't the cost. It's the it's the time. Like for me, yeah. like going yeah. into those 3D modelers and stuff. And I did it back in the day. I, like, like you, like you step into VR chat and you're like, well, these bodies are just per repurposed. They're not me. I mm. want me or I want my artistic impression on on there and uh so i even tried to dabble and honestly after like two hours of dabbling and that stuff i was like i, f I can't do this it's gonna yeah. take me 100 hours to do something half decent so uh it's a very attractive solution do you know of any competitors to taffy that are kind of like similar no and this is this is why i thought it was so interesting because it's the first time i've seen something like this and you know when we bumped into like thrill seeker for example in um in vr chat that time he was saying he paid like 60 70 bucks for his custom avatar um, so there is markets you can obviously buy them, but yeah. uh, I think it's just through the VR chat community, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's artists, and this has been true since the, the inception. Um, there are artists who will do you an avatar, but as you yeah. say, it's a custom job, and they're rigging and modeling that thing, animating it all for you. Uh, exactly. So this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, five bucks. Awesome. Um, so that is uh, nice maketaffy.com. Hmm. Um, T-A-F-I, uh, right? T-A-F-I. Yep, correct. Yep. I like the name, though. It's a nice name because, like, I don't know if you guys... This might be an American thing. Do you guys have taffy? Do you know what taffy is? That's candy, right? Yeah. It's like salty um, fudge, isn't it? Like, can be salty. It'll pull your teeth out. I know that. <laughs> right? salty fudge. I, I'm the only one here who doesn't have a clue what you're talking about. Taffy. T-A-F-F-Y is like an I mean, American coffee. treat. I don't know if it started in the States. I just know that they, they eat it. And mm. it's usually like a long, stringy thing. I'm trying to remember. It's not... Not a refresher. Um, if you've got any fillings, you, then you're screwed, basically. Yeah, it is It is one of those that will absolutely <laughs> pop a filling or a crown off, so you do not eat that at generally hasn't, our age. Hasn't that um, been made by Oompa Loompas? Probably made by Oompa Loompas. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's like a stretchy, sticky taffy. <laughs> Watto UK says, we just call it toffee. 
<laughs> there we go. It's kind of similar. I know it's, where you're yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's, it's more the same. sugar content and it's a yeah. different shape, but uh, mm. and usually bright colors that kids like, you know, like, mm. anyway, there you go. Not taffy. Welcome to the, welcome taffy to the new food, food, food podcast, Day yeah. of the Psychos. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is uh, maketaffy.com for your own avatar needs. Um, so this next bit of news is surprising, actually, and I think this is really, really cool. Um, do any of you guys remember the game studio Microprose? Micro. Might uh, be yes, Mac Warrior too. Okay, okay. Mac here Warrior, we go. I think they did Mac Warrior. Okay. Well, they, they were also the developers behind games. the original classic titles such as Civilization and XCOM, uh, what was originally oh, they did called XCOM. U- wow. What was originally called UFO. Um, Enemy unknown. Enemy unknown. Yeah. Well done. Uh, yeah. So that they they were behind that, and, and then sadly the company kind of closed its doors many many years ago, but recently they've announced their return. And now the interesting thing is that alongside three tactical military games for flat screens, which was always kind of their jam, you know, always kind of like World War II military stuff, uh, they're also developing a VR game. Now, this new VR game will be called The Mighty Eighth. And the premise is super simple. You form part of a 10-person crew aboard a single B-17 or B-24 warplane during World War II, all working together to complete a roster of missions. Um, so this, this sounds wow. awesome. And this is how this is how they describe it on the website. Uh, so dropping bombs on the right spot, guiding your crew through long drawn out days or dark moonless nights, keeping your plane in touch with the rest of the squadron and HQ as you monitor radios and communications. Defend your flying fortress by keeping those enemy fighters away from you and your squadron mates. Pilot or co-pilot this beast under a massive amount of stress and enemy fire. But don't <laughs> drop out of formation or you're a sitting duck. Oh, sounds yeah. really cool. Nice. You know what it reminds me I, of? I do, I do want uh, um, them to still make like an XCOM kind of game in oh, VR. Yeah. I've said that before <laughs> oh, as well. Yeah. Like, I, I think I think that would Triggered. really work well, which, you know, the HQ and, you know, you can, you, you have like this nice like artificial overlay and like you can like work with that. And mm. I, I still think that would be amazing as well. But this is, uh, I mean, the, the studio itself has made a lot of great titles, so mm. I do think that this is uh, something that they, I'm interested in. Yeah. So they came up with this idea themselves, because usually this sounds like someone funded them and it's like, make a VR game for us, but they're like, genuinely, they want to do this themselves. So they previously made B, uh, B-17 Flying Fortress, which uh, the Mighty Eighth, which had a previous con- uh, a similar concept in that you work together yeah. um, as a team to, okay. to complete missions, but this is like the VR version That's of that, basically. Um, so it's kind of like a mix between like Star Trek Bridge Crew and like the Berlin Blitz experience that yeah. we tried from like VR immersive education, which was amazing by the way. Uh, you should go and check it out. It's made by the. That's what I was gonna say. That's what it reminds yeah. me of Berlin Blitz because it's an old school warplane. Yeah, it's yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. Pseudo cockpit thing, which which is really awesome because it's played against a BBC recording. Exactly. And, and it, like especially when they come back after the fight. When the dude, your man singing, like you don't hear men sing in public a lot these days. Yeah. You really don't. Not in that kind of like 1920s, 1940s sort of way. And and that captured in VR is like one of the most yeah. immersive it's very feelings. Intense. You feel his his spirit of like, I could have died. I'm coming home. I'm going home to my kids and my wife, you know, and that's that's just awesome to hear. So Yeah. That, that was, if you, if you missed that, that was the Berlin Blitz VR experience from VR Immersive Education made in collaboration with the BBC. Incredible experience. I think it's free yeah. uh, to check it out. Um, but basically, you know, having experienced that myself, you know, it, it made me think of that straight away when I saw the, the idea for this game. And, and being like in that claustrophobic, cramped, 
like bucket in the sky basically that's practically falling apart and is amazing that it's even in the sky in the first place and then having to complete a mission that is important you know for the, for the greater good and, and and you know for fighting the war and you know you want to survive and you're having to work together with your 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 colleagues and I think that experience together with that kind of Star Trek bridge crew uh, cooperative gameplay, I, th I think it's going to yeah. be amazing. And I'm, I'm really excited about this. Well, it's like, um, like this is the first cool. time where we see something historical that actually happened uh, mm. that you can relive with um, your friends. And usually, you know, Star Trek is science fiction. Uh, then yeah. we have other ones like Space Team and etc. who kind of do fill space um, that, that also do something similar, but this is like real stuff. And I think it will be so immersive that you know it's serious business. The fact that it's, um, so it's historic, right? The fact that it's multiplayer stands it apart. Like historic. Mm. Yeah, well, that's uh, new. That's new. That's a new mix. Piece. Yeah, because I was immediately, my brain was going, well, Nathy, there's Medal of Honor coming this year, but that's single player. Right. Mm. Plus, that's like oh. throwing frying pans at at German soldiers, and that isn't very accurate to. That, uh, that can happen. You know how many people were taking out like frying pans? <laughs> yeah, there sure. are statistics. <laughs> yeah, Those sure. Germans keep great statistics. I'm telling you. <laughs> frying pans killed at least seven. At least seven. That's why they lost the war because of the frying pans. <laughs> <laughs> a, a game that kind of matches that intensity of like being in it together, you know, and then um, you know historical as well because it all actually happened. And gives you that greater sense of you know respect for people that were around during that time you know and i think it's an, an amazing mix because definitely you know like you said zim that that berlin blitz experience really gives you like that kind of like spine tingling experience that you're like wow this is incredible but it's yeah. it's weird like i always wondered like as it was growing up i was like right because because my uh my grandmother went through like a bombing in italy and the, the family across the road from her got blown up all this kind of stuff and she was telling me these stories and i was always thinking right well what's going to happen in my lifetime that's going to be like that. And mm. unfortunately, the answer is this bloody pandemic, uh, I think, is unfortunately taking that. And I don't know, maybe there's going to be other stuff coming. I'm not going to say anything. I'm knocking on wood here, guys. It's 2020. I'm not taking any chances. But um, yeah. as you said, the respect for what people mm. went through and putting you in that seat, the same thing that those BBC um, VR specials, like the spacewalking one, the one where you're a refugee in a boat, like, that mm. is one of the most gripping educational um, and emotive uh, immersions that you can have through yeah. VR. And I think if you haven't, if you've only been like blinders on, I'm a gamer and I only play games, go check some of these things out, please. Definitely. Because I think your heart will pound in a slightly different way after you've tried them. True. Yeah. Also, totally agree. Also a hidden gem, Oogie. Oogie, Oogie the Beetle, the, the, also by BBC. The Ants one? Yeah, he, he always brings this up. He loves this game. You know, you know what it feels like to be a beetle now. You know, you know it's funny though. You, like yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! It's, you know, you know oh, what's god. funny about that experience is that uh, recently, because you know, I, I covered that game on my channel. Um, I actually got a copyright claim on that one uh, after so many years. Yeah, I was kind of wow. sad because it's a great one. You know that I want to yeah. share it. But now there will be people in certain countries that can't. Can't experience being a beetle in VR. Yeah. yeah. That's sad times indeed. No, but like but BBC yeah. stuff is like really legit. Just saying. Definitely. You know? Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is, um, like I said at the beginning, this is coming from Micropros. Uh, they've recently sort of announced their return. They're also going to be bringing out this VR game called The Mighty Eighth, cool. uh, where you form part of a 10-person crew aboard a B-17 or B-24 World War II plane. Nice. Sounds totally awesome. I'm all for it. Can't wait to see more about this one. Mm. 
the final bit of news is a bit of a recap or a bit of an update really from last week as we talked about virtual reality room escape games sadly zim wasn't here and i thought he's gonna he's gonna really love this totally his bag as he as he mentioned at the beginning of the show he played a room escape game this week as his highlight but this is a room escape game in virtual reality for four players called dr crumb's school for disobedient pets and it's on the oculus quest right now we'll be coming to other headsets in the future the really cool thing about this experience is that you actually go in together as a team and it's a real life person who plays the host and the main villain in the experience giving you your tasks and providing a completely unique experience for each group that goes through and you have to book a slot like any other real life room escape experience uh, online and you have to turn up at a certain time together with your team and it costs a hundred bucks between the four of you to go and experience this so 25 bucks each around 40 minutes experience and uh, it's completely unique for each group so that's why i thought it was really interesting we actually managed to get a slot next week the four of us so we're going to go and try, try this out the four of us and we're going to we're going to talk about it on next week's show um all about it our experience uh -oh. and whether or not you should go and check it out yourself so um will we survive that's the question will, will we, we make it through to work yeah. together like a team i can't wait <laughs> yeah it's going to be awesome i'm really looking <laughs> forward to this it's going to be so chaotic <laughs> mike press the button what are you doing this is the part where they realize that like just like i like games and i'm not very good at games I like room escapes, then I'm not no, really good at room escapes. Yeah. So you're going to be like, Sim, how do we get out of this? I'll be like, back in if I know. Good luck. Look to the expert. I'm probably going to get angry. Yeah. Rowdy by name, rowdy by nature, right? The only the only, uh, the only, only game that uh, we've played room escape, Rowdy and me. We played uh, the Corsair one with... Um, uh, ah, yes. I'm oh, uh, Vertigo now. Games. Vertigo, Vertigo Games, yeah. which was really fun. And actually, Rowdy is a smart fella. Yeah, yeah, that's all well, I'll say. If there's didn't, didn't I mess it up at the end for you? Yes, you did. <laughs> I was gonna save Spoiler. you. Yeah. yeah. Um so if you want to check out this yourself with your own team, you can book your slot at adventurelab.fun. And uh, that is people are asking the chat though if the, if we're gonna be able to stream this as well, but that's not going to be uh so we can't stream it. We this is interesting, actually. They record a whole session of your playthrough. Um so you can watch it back. Uh, from uh, a third-person perspective. Uh, we will be able to share some bits of that, but they don't want to give uh, any spoilers away, so maybe we can edit that down and upload it as a clip maybe to uh, to you guys so you can see some of the gameplay anyway, at least. So we'll keep you posted on that, but hopefully we'll have more information about that next week. It's going to be fun. You can just do a podcast, just the audio track from that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be cool too, yeah. Although there's probably going to be a lot of swearing, I'd imagine. So. It would just be filled with spoilers, so you couldn't do that. Yeah. But. yeah. So that is all the news uh, so far. So now let's go into our hot topic this week where we've not got one, but we've got two new VR headsets announced this week to talk about. Absolutely insane. Um, so let's talk, let's start with the most unusual one first. This is super weird. I'm really interested to see what you guys think of this one. And that is the XR Space Mover. So unusual headset comes from the ex-CEO of HTC, Peter Chow. Uh, the headset is standalone, so you'd kind of think that it might be competition for the Quest because we've been talking about that for a long time on the show. When are we going to see a, comp you know, a Quest competitor? But it doesn't seem that this is what the XR Space team are looking for with this headset. Now, the specs on paper look very promising. Uh, it has a Snapdragon 845 processor, so a bit faster than Quest's 835 processor. It also has 6GB of RAM over the Oculus Quest's 4GB. It runs at 90Hz whereas the Quest runs at 72. It's also 100 grams lighter than the Quest and also features Wi-Fi and, interestingly, 5G connectivity. Now, 
It does only have two front-facing cameras for six degrees of freedom inside-out tracking, whereas the Quest obviously has four. Um, and I do think it's quite unique in its design, which I think looks quite cool. Uh, it comes in both white and orange, which is interesting as well. Um, but unlike the Quest, it seems that this headset is focusing on social VR over gaming. So this is where things get a little bit unusual. So primarily, uh, they're going to be using uh, hand tracking as the primar prim primary input for using this headset. So for navigating the UI and VR experiences, although it will ship with a single Oculus Go-like controller. So they're relying on hand tracking alone, which is pretty unique. And as we all know that have tried hand tracking on Quest, it works well and definitely better now than it did when it first launched, but it's still by no means perfect. So it's going to be interesting to see how they pull that off for a start. Then, and this makes the headset even crazier, I think, in my opinion, the headset will use its very own ecosystem, which is derived around a social platform called Manova. So this is, think of this like a Sansa, Horizon, Second Life world that you boot into. Like it's a very own sort of oasis, very own metaverse. Uh, and in this metaverse, you can invite friends over to your home. You can go to your own personal cinema, like big screen. You can meet up and work together in a meeting room for like uh, remote working collaboration. Or you can just explore the city, which has its own nightclub and also loads of mini games. Um, so what do you think of this? A headset that ships with its very own social platform that you're completely tied to, well, that is unknown and not tested yet, that no one has even ever heard of up until this point. Well, well, it sounds like a nail in the coffin, to be honest, Mike. It sounds mm. like, I mean, any headset that ships with kind of mandatory social software, um, I think the only parallel is the one that you guys liked, which is, uh, you know, when the Go shipped, Facebook had theirs, but it wasn't... It wasn't in your face, though. It was it there as an option, face. but wasn't yeah. as so, like... like you're not, like, booting into this. it. Like, I, I suppose the user flow is what I'm interested in this, but it, mm -hmm. from the video and from the description, it sounds like this is... You're baked into that ecosystem, and, hey, that's where you're going to be living. Yep, that's what they're saying. Yeah, it's going to be baked in. So there's no... That, that's their ecosystem that they're pushing alongside with the hardware. I, I, I'll tell you what it's like. It's like if you bought a pair of shoes... Ah, it, it's like those jumpers. It's like those jumpers that have a collared shirt in it, but there isn't really a collared shirt. It's just a collar. I love this analogy. It's, Go it's like it. it's like that because uh, <laughs> I know I, I, the amount of analogies I make in this podcast, I don't know where it's coming from. Mm, I love um, it. But yeah, it's like, like you always want to wear that jumper with that blue pop out, you know, collar. Mm. Probably not. Like, Nathie, would you buy a pair of sneakers that had a forced pair of orange socks with it? Nathy probably would though. That's the, that's a difficult. This, this, yeah. this, this, you know, yeah, if it's orange, then he, it, it still is a Dutch guy. Yes? Yeah, yeah. yeah they wear they wear orange socks anyway. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's a strange choice to be tied to their own platform. But I suppose that's their whole mentality from the beginning. But the thing is, it looks like they're targeting the social aspect rather than gamers. Well, that's with that's the interesting part because mm -hmm. we have uh, recommended uh, headsets like the Go and and uh, the Quest and some others for sometimes. Uh, entertainment purposes only where people say mm -hmm. like I just want to watch some Netflix I don't play games I just want to do that yep. uh, and I think the social part with the Netflixing and with is is actually very very interesting something that people want uh, plus you know as you said like with hand tracking um, it will be the easiest way to get into VR um, so this will target a, a way bigger group than before it's mm. just that uh, since you're saying that this is the a guy who came from HTC. I think the the Asian market will love this stuff. 
you know, to be in mm-hmm. this uh, social world. But I, I, yeah, I think there's a lot of potential here. Um, as you said, Facebook Horizon is, is coming. But there are people who only want to use VR just for the social aspect. And if this platform is really good and legit, then does it really matter that there's only one thing running on it? Because that's the only thing you wanted to do. Yeah. It's like people yeah. having a computer I, to always go on Facebook to talk to their friends if mm. they only have it for Facebook. So I think the unusual thing is here that it doesn't have a track record of, of being a social platform. Like say, it's like San, say if Sansar had launched this headset, for example, yeah, or at yeah. least they would have some history of, oh, they've been a social platform on well, VR for years and they've learned all these lessons. I, but I think, I think I partly agree or, or for the most part agree with Nate, but the, the problem that I'm having, and I think that's the crucial phrase that Nate said as well, is like, if it's good. Mm. And, and I think that is the issue that we, we don't know whether this will be good. But when I look at the trailer, you know, it's a great trailer. It's it's yeah. fantastic. But the thing I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit like what I like to call like the magic leap effect. You know, <laughs> how how does this how does this ever going to work? I yeah. see people dancing. I see people. I mean, as far as I know, hand tracking doesn't mean feet tracking. Exactly. If you don't have a controller, how are you walking forward? Like, how, how is that going to be implemented? Fortnite like, button push. It, yeah, it's an emote. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be emotes, and then I'm already like, Meh. I'm I'm far less interested. And the the interactions that they're showing, they're awesome, but I still don't see how this would all work in 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 you know using the technology that they have suggested. Yeah. Um, so it, so it is six degrees of freedom because there was a little bit of confusion in the yep. chat. It's a six degrees of freedom headset, right? Yeah. But yep. it just doesn't come with any controllers. Well, it comes with a a controller, but it's like a, a, an Oculus Go style controller. Um, okay, so, so that's what they're using to move forward and backwards. Well, they're, they're saying primarily hand tracking, so I guess yeah. it would be gesture based. Um, so they, they want you to Single. use your hands ra- well, rather hand than, than using it's controls. Even worse than Single hand yeah. tracking, gesture no, no, no. based. No, no, no. So they want you to use both your hands, obviously, but the Go the Go style controller is in the box if you want to use it. I think but that's, going that's into more, more detail, like, oh, I, right. I think the remote would be more for if you're watching maybe a movie and you want to kind of scroll through it, you don't want yeah. to use your hands. It's for the or just chill button stuff. interactions, right? It, so they're it, doing it, that blend. No one's done that yet, actually, aside yeah. from the Quest, yeah. right? Which is done it the other way around. Mm. They gave you the I controller like the ambition, and then brought but, the hand uh, tracking. Yeah. I, I would treat this with a huge maybe huge maybe yeah well there is some other interesting things about this headset and that is that it supports 5g like i mentioned at the beginning so it could open up the headset to very sort of low latency streaming and cloud computing as well but the thing is it could have also been great for streaming steam vr content like the quest can now um but sadly it just doesn't come with any like six degrees of freedom controllers like both controllers so that's the thing this is like very low entry level if you look at the the concept this is going to be super easy to get into if you are, yeah. because controllers makes it difficult straight away if you add that but, to the mix. But you, you block off a big potential market there if you don't ship with those controllers. And it's but unclear if they're ever going to support controllers. On the other side, I think the market, the people who don't, are not able to use controllers bigger than the market who, people who do understand how to use a controller. Okay, let me tell you some more details and see if we, you still think the same way about it. Um, so is there it, a price? Uh-oh. Well, there is a price. Um, so it will also ship with some some games uh, as well as just this social yeah. platform. Like obviously the social platform is like the the, the lift off part. You know, you boot into that as soon as you put the headset on. Mm. But you uh, you know you know you can go and check out games if you want. So games like Cloudlands Two and Angry Birds are kind of like games like touted for the launch of this headset. Mm. Um, but again, very sort of casual games. No sort of Games that we've got, like on Quest, for example, or, or, or from Steam VR. Um, 
it's coming out at the end of the year, it seems, and it's going to be 599 US dollars. So it's 200 bucks wow. more than the Quest, and the Quest can do pretty much everything that this can do and more, and has the ability to play proper games and Steam yep. VR, and idea. has its own social platform, which will be Horizon. Because, it, because they're pushing a, a social platform, it would make more sense to get as many people on that platform as possible. So eventually, I would assume that they would try to get that platform on the Oculus Quest as well. But th- this is the weird thing. This is the weird thing. You'd think that, right? So you'd have Mov- you know, Manova on other platforms, but it doesn't seem that way. It seems like it's locked to this single headset. So, uh, or, or even if you know they want to be on other platforms, maybe Oculus are like, yeah, whatever, we've got no, our own gonna, coming. They're not, so... not going to do that. Yeah. They're not um... going to allow them on there. So yeah, it's, it's a very... Like when I first saw this, I was really confused at who this is for and, <laughs> and why this even exists to a certain degree. And I still kind of feel the same way about it. And, you know, although I think it's an interesting concept, I think it's kind of destined for failure in my eyes. But again, I'm happy to be surprised if I, it's not. I, I think we would but be again, very... I do, I do like the, the ambitiousness of the social platform. Like if you look at the trailer, if they can integrate all of those things and they do it right and it's it looks good... And I'm all for it. But, th- but this comes uh, down to like uh, Android and, and iPhone happen. thing again. Like, say we're, we're all got quests. Me, Nathie, and Zim are all having fun in Horizon together. Oh, there's Rowdy over there in Minova. Um, we can't play with you with your own headset that you can only play Minova with and our headset that can only play Horizons with. It's, yeah, but, it's very com- but on the other side, it's the same thing. If you own a, if you don't own something Oculus, then you can't use Facebook Horizons either. Unless no, I, they, I agree, they agree. will support other headsets too. So it's but this is what I mean. Is but that's the ecosystem. The, the Android support is huge and the iPhone support is huge. So you have two huge user bases that both can live on their own. But with, how is it called? Minova? Minova? Minova, yeah. I don't even know the name. That says enough. Like, they, they don't have a user base, at least to my knowledge that I know of at the moment. So they need to start literally from zero while the Quest has a has a huge, huge mm. advantage in that. But every, everyone who so, makes a headset right now needs to start from scratch. There's almost no one who has a leap no. like uh, Facebook has now for years. If you, That's the thing we said last week, because the competition has been so high, if you want to start up right now, it's going to be hard mm. to. So you create your own, and that's what they did. They create their own social. Have you ever heard about a VR yeah. headset that only does social? Because all of the other headsets, every time they yeah. try to target everything, it's gaming, this... Gaming is out of the question here, mainly. It's about socializing. Yeah. So that's so the different. Way, the way I see it, in, in terms of Nathie's kind of stance and pitch on this one, is do you remember those phones that came out, like after Nokia kind of fell apart to some extent and they lost the market share? Um, there were these phones, I can't remember the brand of them. They were kind of large with big numbers and big buttons that, you know, you could go to grandma and say, here, have a phone because yeah. she yeah. could. She didn't want the complexity of all the apps and all that stuff. Something in the VR space that can do that has a market. And I think that to Nathie's analogy there, like if you, if, if the shoe fits, right? Like you, you can you can sell these because it's like, okay, Timmy wants to meet with grandma, but now we're all stuck at home yeah. or mm-hmm. I can't travel to grandma. So here, give them well, each a headset. I think there is- Or they have to come with like some, some crazy kind of, um, like a loan base model or something, you know, you, you loan the headset and then you pay a monthly fee to get access to the platform. I, I, and if you if you cancel your subscription, you need to send the headset back. Something like, like I don't know, I'm just saying something, but something like that would work better, I think, than paying 599 for a platform that you're investing in 
and you have no idea what was going to come of it. Yeah, I'm with you. The loan model's a good idea. If they can clear the uh, physical, I'm sweating into the headset barrier somehow and get me comfortable mm -hmm. with using another headset, they could totally do that. I, I just I just think that we're too used to uh, uh, platforms who offer us everything. And this is a concept that just makes a unit do one thing that people really want to do and the rest is not relevant to those people. And there is a big yeah. group out there who wants to just socialize and that's it. So you don't need uh, all these headsets to do that because they do more than that. And it comes a prize with that, of course. And this mm. one just does one thing. It's very simple. So if grandma wants to get into VR and meet up with someone else, it's as simple to get in there. And I feel like with other headsets, since they are focused on everything on the market, gaming, social, everything, it makes it yeah, more but complicated. But we don't know yet if it's going to be simple. No, we don't know, but no, that's what we're saying, the approach a... that you see here with hand tracking, first of all, already hints towards we want to make it very easy for people to get in there. Plus, it just does one thing. That's it. You can just socialize. That's all it. I wonder, though, is like, like, poor grandma, poor, poor <laughs> grandma. She's going to she's going to end up joining either VR chat or rec room because all of our current social <laughs> platforms have devolved to that. And I just is she going to understand that twerking isn't a kind of handshake? Maybe it is. I, I was just hoping for for a standalone VR headset that would do everything. Although this is something I never thought of. You know, a machine that yeah. just does that one thing that mm -hmm. people really want. Yeah, it's want. an interesting model. Um, it's very interesting. And maybe, maybe if we if it only does one. But thing. maybe we could ha you can hack into it if it has a certain and you can just you know play Steam on it and other stuff. I mean, the community is very My smart. Grandma can't do that. No, Although the price <laughs> no. is high compared to its competition. I do think it's fair if you think about the engineering cost to build the headset and what they're going to require to push it. So if it was the thousand, it would be a no go uh, where it's sitting. I mean, I'm not going to buy one at that price. I have no interest like you, no. Mike. I mean, it's it's costing 50% more than a quest out of the box. I'd rather pick up another quest because it can do 100 things, you know? Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, it's a Pico you know, problem. Although, although I find the headset unusual, I'm glad that it exists. I'm glad that there's other people out there, you know, trying these things, you know? Um, I wish them the best of luck. It'll be interesting to track how this thing performs um, coming mm -hmm. out at the end of the year. So, you know, obviously we'll keep you updated on the show uh, to see what happens with it. Yeah. So we'll go right. from there. E even that Lenovo Star Wars headset does three things. This only does one thing. <laughs> it, it, it has but a social platform. You can play to. games on it. You can also play games on it, but <laughs> I'm they're messing, very I'm Sorry. casual ones. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting indeed. Yeah. So... That is the XR Space uh, Mova coming out at the end of the year for 599 US dollars. Someone is asking, has Mike backed it? No. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> then buy it, then go get so it. So that means you probably should buy it. Or yeah, yeah. Should buy if, one. You, if you back yeah. it, then it's a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so now let's talk about another headset because this is the second headset that was announced this week. Uh, and that is also 599 US dollars. But oh. personally, I'm more excited about this one than the Mova. Right. And that is the HP Reverb G2. So this is the second generation Reverb PC-based Windows Mixed Reality headset uh, made by HP in collaboration with both Microsoft and Valve. And this is the interesting thing, like this collaboration between Microsoft and Valve, we haven't seen that before, um, certainly from uh, the Windows Mixed Reality platform. Hmm. So spec-wise, it's very similar on paper to its predecessor, the original Reverb. Uh, as it has two 2160 by 2160 pixels per eye LCD panels. Uh, and these run at 90 hertz with 114 degrees field of view. So pretty much identical specs on paper. Uh, the only difference is that this new headset, the G2, will have uh, newly designed LCD panels, uh, which uh, HP claim as better contrast, better brightness, 
and less mirror effect uh, when you're wearing the headset. Mm. Nice. Um, the headset will also have new lenses, uh, which have been designed by Valve. So this is where Valve comes into the, the partnership, the collaboration. Um, so these lenses, they're not the same as the Index. They're not stacked like the Index lenses, and they're not okay. canted out slightly like the Index lenses. The Index lenses, if you didn't know, are like five degrees canted outwards uh, to, uh, or inwards, sorry, to um, increase the field of view to that 130 degrees. Yep. Uh, but this headset doesn't have that. It's just traditional Fresnel lenses, but they're designed by Valve to work with these new LCD displays. Hmm. Um, the headset will also have four inside-out tracking cameras, uh, two on the front, one on either side, which is a step up from the previous Windows MR standard of just two front-facing cameras, which were on all the previous Windows MR headsets. So this is kind of like the first official, proper second-gen headset we've seen from the Windows MR range, which is exciting. Um, it comes wait, wait, with a wait, six. The Rift S is also an MR headset. Not a Windows MR headset. It's not. Uh, yeah, he, well, he did it's a Windows hybrid, MR. right? Uh... It's not like a, a proper Windows MR headset. Like you boot up into. No, no, no. House, that, you know, that's true. Yeah. But it's from Lenovo, so it's from Lenovo. Yeah, the that's first true. One. Yeah. Um, so this headset comes with a six meter cable out of the box with DisplayPort and USB-C for power. Uh, if you don't have a USB-C port on your PC that can provide enough power, then it does have a power brick as well. But interestingly, I think you'll be able to use the USB-C port on the Virtual Link connector to power it at least. Like it won't be the all-in-one Virtual Link cable that we want because you'll still need to use DisplayPort. But it will power it at least from your Mike, PC. You've lost me there. So, so what, what was this point about the power? Is there another cable going to the headset? Sorry, I didn't catch you there. What? Two cables. So one cable from the headset that splits into DisplayPort in USB-C. Oh. DisplayPort is like your image, and USB-C is power. Uh, and and uh, you know. So if you don't uh, have USB-C, you can break out to the breakout box to your mains or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Um. It will also ship with newly designed controllers, which do away with the original Windows MR controller design, which had trackpads and thumbsticks. This one just retains the thumbsticks and will add A, B, X, Y buttons and an analog grip button. So basically you're, think, you, you're getting more in line with what Valve are offering and what Oculus are offering with the touch controllers and the index controllers now, which I think you know developers must be really happy about that we're getting yeah. almost to the point where we just got one sort of input design although there are some differences in, amongst them, but we're getting parity at least close. Yeah, it's interesting. It'll still have that kind of funny ring tracking. They're not breaking away from the Windows MR, so it'll look like it, but the top of the the game controller or headset controller... But not only that, also the handle. Oops. Like, everything around it seems to be the same. So ergonomic-wise, it's not it's, very... Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's a really interesting upgrade. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, like you said, it uses the, the ring tracking system uh, as previous Windows MR systems. So yeah. the, the thing is, like, it worked all right um, on the previous Windows MR range uh, with the two front-facing headsets, but when you took the controller behind your head, it kind of lost tracking a little bit. Yeah. But now with the additional cameras, it should help with that, and it's got, like, a, you know, a much wider uh, tracking volume now. But we're still limited to the tech that are in these controllers, and they do eat through batteries like nobody's business. So... That's the one thing I'm really concerned about, this headset ah. package in total, yeah. uh, because the battery life generally, they take two double A's each, these controllers, and they generally last between four to five hours um, gameplay. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, chat just, uh, Chris Richardson just said, this is your racing headset, Zim. And I <laughs> yeah. think that's true, because the other ones haven't stood out enough for me to want to have a racing only headset. But yeah. this 
for six hundred dollars. Yeah, well, you know, HP said that the reverb predominantly was um, sold through sim enthusiasts, you know, yeah. that were into sim, like driving and racing, uh, sorry, flying and racing, uh, because of yeah. the, the high resolution of the headset. But whereas now, you know, this headset is aimed at gamers, ex like, predominantly, and business takes a backseat, although I'm sure they'll enjoy the features as well. But this is aimed at gamers, so that's why they're selling it on Steam, that's why they did this collaboration with Valve. So it's got better integration with Steam VR as well. And also the other thing that they borrowed from Valve was the amazing audio. So the exactly the same off-ear headphones that were on the Index are now on the HP Reverb G2 as well. Uh, and they're amazing, uh, you know, earphones. They sound perfect for gaming. Uh, and they, they also- that alone already makes it a very interesting headset, right? Yeah, the, the audio. The, the, the comfort audio factor yeah. of mm -hmm. not having your ears covered. Again, I'll speak to when you're racing for yep. four hours is a material comfort factor. So then you're only down to basically the face ring being a comfortable pad against your face. And as your, you know, if your room's heating up because your box is heating or whatever, that's the only thing left. But it looks like a very comfortable headset in terms of its design. Mm -hmm. The audio solution looks good. So yeah, I would seriously consider this. The, the panel is a higher res, obviously. So. Yep. And yeah, talking about comfort, um, they use um, the face cushions and rear cushion. Like the back of the head strap very much looks like the index, although it doesn't have it does. a dial. It uses elastic and Velcro on the sides like the original CV1 rifted. Um, but it's using the same uh, mottled gray material from the index as well, which is like antimicrobial like fabric, yep. which is very soft, but also like relatively hygienic as well, can be wiped clean. Although um, I would imagine accessories like VR cover will come out for this because they've uh, yep. made the faceplate uh, magnetic just like the index, so you can swap nice. them in and out really easy. But uh, just like the index, can you also bring your display closer to your eyes or further? So that's so that's fixed. That's fixed, yeah. yeah. So with the index, you have like an eye relief dial yeah. uh, that you can really put like the lenses so they, they practically touch your eyeballs. Um, <laughs> but no, that you don't have that with the uh, Reverb G2. It's at a fixed, um, fixed sort I, of position. I do wonder, as, uh, because they have inside-out tracking, but all the cameras on the or on the lower end, basically, of the of the headset, right? Mm -hmm. I, I wonder how, like, that, that works if your hand... Because you'll have occlusion always, then, if your hand yeah. goes above your hat. Um, yeah, they, the way they dealt with that previously was that if it lost tracking, it was, like, held in place, and then as soon as it was... A bit like with the Rift S now. As soon as it's reintroduced, it pops back, but it's just a question of how quickly that happens. Uh, also, yeah. while we're talking about the tracking cameras, they did, they did state that hand tracking wouldn't be supported. It isn't capable of that with these cameras. It does oh, have a see-through, though. So it does have a pass-through mode. They call it like called flashlight mode. Flashlight, yeah. yep. Yeah. So you, you can, you can. I think it's like a double tap on the controller, and then you can see into the real world with a flashlight using a controller. Mm. Uh, if, 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 and the, the funny thing is they've got this picture of like uh, this couple like bringing pizza over <laughs> as they're kind of like yeah, no, no, advert no, no, for no. that. It's like, oh, the pizza's here. It's very romantic. Uh, I like it. Very yeah. romantic, yeah. Um, <laughs> But of course, this is a Windows MR headset uh, after all, so you will still be booted into Microsoft Cliffhouse uh, and then jump into SteamVR from there. But the interesting thing is, you know, like we've talked about uh, Oculus focusing on the Quest for such a long time now. Rift S has kind of been like the, the younger brother that no one really likes or cares about and is kind of left in the corner crying. Um, and it seems like HP might be able to corner some of the market here because... With the parity with the controllers now, now that they're so similar, mm. you will be able to use this headset with Revive to play Oculus exclusive titles, which people have done with Windows MR in the past. Yep. But they had to go through this horrible process of mapping 
um, the buttons to trackpad inputs, yeah. which was just horrendous and horrible. And in general, like the development has always been kind of lacking behind on certain games where you want yes. to play. It's like Michael turns don't even, and it's like, oh, mm -hmm. Supart comes in a month. Well, the game already launched. So I think with this, it's easier to kind of remap. Yeah. Yeah. So I think in many aspects, I think HP have obviously listened to what the community want. Yeah. and delivered in a way the only thing is that you know we thought might happen with this collaboration with valve was that it might in incorporate steam vr lighthouse tracking lighthouse, which yeah. which it won't it's just inside out tracking only yeah. so that means no support for well, like valve index controllers or, or using base stations it is funny though like this whole kind of like i'm gonna feed off the the good positive kudos of not just half-life alex and indexes stuff like let's take valve's name and help sell our 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 pretty decent headset but i to me still the controllers is a weak point, like you mentioned. And for me, the the one of the main reasons I canceled my index order was the lenses. I was really unimpressed with the lens reflections. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they were designed by Valve, but aren't the exact same lenses, tell me one simple thing, which is I want to try this before I would buy it. But if I bought it, I would probably be setting the controllers to one uh -huh. side. I or... I would be looking for a secondhand model where some kid decided to destroy daddy or mommy's controllers on their new <laughs> HP Reverb G2 VR headset and pick that up for cheap. The, 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 I think the reason why it's different is because with the first Reverb, they were very much focused on uh, people who were doing visual stuff, you know, yep. uh, architectural stuff and etc. So it was really about, you know, the fidelity and, and how sharp things uh, looked within VR. So I think that's kind of a remainder uh, that you know lives on uh, into this next headset because even that they are more focused on gaming and this this headset just screams gaming uh, as mike said you know this package is also good for the whole you know enterprise market maybe they don't need these speakers because you know a pair of headphones would do too but uh i don't think they mind i think they they want to have this high-end stuff anyways yeah and one thing to talk about with the controllers is and this is interesting as well is that if you own an older windows mr headset like the Samsung Odyssey, which is still a great headset, um, you can buy these controllers separately and upgrade to these nice new thumbstick controllers with the A, B, X, Y buttons and, and probably still have that great uh, mm. experience using Revive and Steam VR with your old headset. So they're going to be sold separately, which is nice. Although one thing to note is that older controllers from the Windows MR range won't work with this new G2 headset. So okay. you have to use these controllers. It's, uh, I think the, the best sign we got from this is that HP really understands what the consumer wants. Uh, yep. It's very, very accurate, you know, even I think the inside out tracking smart choice, even that, yeah, I personally would have liked to use this with like a pair of Valve Index controllers or mm -hmm. anything else than, than the ones they offer now. But yeah, it's, it's a good package. It's just that um, price wise, they can, of course, not really compete with Facebook, uh, but still for 600 bucks. You get something really, really nice that works with, uh, you know, Steam. Uh, of course, you have like the the Microsoft, uh, you know, landing page, but you don't have to use that. Um, yep. And now you can also use Revive uh, in a proper way. So it does everything that a PC VR enthusiast wants. And yeah, as you said, sim racing, flying, it's a great headset for that. Uh, yeah, I, I do have again. Um one big issue with the with this headset mm -hmm. i have it with with almost all of the headsets that are released and maybe someone in the chat can give me a more like scientific explanation of to why that is uh, not that i have an issue but why this issue keeps on occurring um, and i think it has to do with the with the positioning of the lenses but mm. again it's the ipd distance the ipd uh, range for this headset is i believe uh, 60 to 68 that's right yep 
which means Jesus, that that's um, really tight. That's very tight. Isn't that tighter the than average, the Go? That's tighter than the Go. The Go. I don't know what it is for the Go. The Go okay. is a fixed IPD. Um, same yeah. with Rift S. But I thought it went um, up to seventy something, seventy two or something like that. But is this a manual or a software based? Man- this is manual IPD okay. uh, adjustment slider, um, which is mm-hmm. you know but, like. But then again, there's no software implementation to go beyond that range either. Not that so we know 60... of. Not that we know of yet. But okay. But yeah. the the thing that I that I have the problem with is that if you look at the average IPD for males, it's 64, which mm-hmm. means that they basically went with a, with a standard deviation of 3.6. Because I looked it up before. Um, so that means they went roughly one standard deviation above and one standard deviation below which refers to roughly 70% of the males that will be able to use this headset. Yeah. So that's a little bit less, I would say, than 30% will not be able to use this headset optimally. And that's only for the males, because for the, for the females, it's, it's an even lower IPD. So it's an average, I believe, of 61.5. And if you go mm-hmm. two standard deviations, be... it would have been 95%. Why didn't they do that? Exactly. I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I don't understand that either. Yeah, like, you are why right. Why like... don't they try to increase that, that range? It's a lens so cheat. That you have a far I guarantee larger... you it's an FOV and lens cheat. I mean, that's, that's mm. the reason you do it. According to... Um... I, I'm guessing it's the space in between here with the nose that you can't push it further together or something Maybe. like that. Maybe. The Valve Index has an IPD range of 58 to 70. So that's the difference. Um, yeah, 58 to 70. That's, that's yeah. so a huge, two, huge two, portion. Two millimeters either side. Did, Rowdy, you make a really good point on this. And it's something that we haven't had an expert on to talk about. I would be very interested if somebody you know, put their hand up and said, I'm an engineer. I design lenses and I know all about this. You know, to, mm-hmm. to come and actually give a give a chat about it. I'd love to interview them and, and we ask could invite someone from questions HP directly. Talk about it, maybe. Yeah. 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 No, that, that, um, that would be fun. Uh, but you know, like we, we know, specs are all great. You know, talking about it is all great. You know, we we'll only know if it's any good if when we get our hands on it, because you know, as we know with the Cosmos, again on paper that was all great until it launched and then it was a bit of a hot mess when it launched so yeah because um, this one i don't know if we mentioned this already is that it has a flip up too just like the cosmos uh you can flip it up in a way in a way so basically cosmos had a flip up front that flipped so the hinge was on the head here and it flipped up um but the problem i have with those designs is that you never get the headset snug up against your face like you can do with a proper head strap so what they've done with this design is instead of flipping the headset up the actual head strap flips up 90 degrees from the pivot point on the headset so it's not like it's not designed to be flipped up whilst you're wearing it it's designed to flip up the head strap so if you're developing a vr game you yeah. can just hold the headset up to your face without the head strap being in it's, the way you're like, to like it, on. it became more it's flexible pivot. than the, the pivot previous yeah one. so yeah. what i do think is interesting uh, is that it let's say if the vive cosmos didn't fail uh, and it was cheaper then yeah. that was the headset people would have bought because I mean Vive has of course a more known name than HP in a way although yep. this is this might change now with this headset because I feel like this one if it is good you know um, will kind of take its place uh, from the Cosmos uh, because as we said you know the market is very saturated with headsets but in the PC VR market we have seen some new headsets but they failed to deliver or didn't catch up with the hype uh, yep. And this one, you know, Reverb had a pretty, you know, has a good reputation already. 
So this this could be kind of like, oh, uh, if you can't buy a Valve Index, if you don't have the money for that, uh, if you kind of want to have some for sim racing or you want to be more high-end, then this mm -hmm. could be an option too. If you don't want to use the Oculus platform, but you want to use Steam only, whatever, then this is it. Because yeah. uh, as I said, price-wise, it's of course hard to compete with a Rift S, but on the other side, it's a different company. You know, it's not Facebook you're buying into. So yeah, and you if know. you think about it, like you know, this is five nine nine, so hundred bucks cheaper than the Cosmos. Uh, if you compare it, like apples and pears, to the Rift S, is much higher resolution, higher resolution even the Valve Index at twenty one sixty by twenty one sixty. It's also got inside out tracking, although the Rift S has one more camera. Uh, similar sort of controllers. Um, it has manual IPD adjustment. Way better audio. <laughs> Probably better comfort due to the head strap as well. I think I this one has the best audio like now of all the headsets. Yeah. If you want to buy some for audio only, it's Index or this one. It's yeah. crazy. It's I, I, so I good. I prefer this head strap as well, like baseball cap style design head straps. I prefer them over like the uh, the Halo design, like the PSVR and, and Rift S. So I, I'm actually really excited about this. I'm pretty positive about this headset. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to trying it out myself. Maybe this will be the headset that replaces my Rift S um as as a go-to sort of headset of choice next to the sort of if the you, valve index as i said if you can deal with those controllers it's fine for me like the controllers is the only thing that i just don't and, yeah. and controls are a very big part of the package you know it's not just hey uh it's of course comfort as you said is like major uh but also controllers because you have to play with these for two three hours in a game uh, yeah and then you can say battery life is a thing but also you know how you hold those controllers is it nice to hold them for hours upon hours playing yeah. playing Nobody. shooters playing certain like do they fit i i think that they should have changed that but hey uh i, I totally the, agree the headset is, it's just like the thing is i just can't justify the headset only by saying oh you know it doesn't matter just get a pair of oh no wait it's inside out and it's only doing that one thing as i said if it w would have been lighthouse then you could have said like okay it doesn't matter you know, I take the controllers, it's fine. Now I can replace them with others, cool. But that's the yeah. thing, you're stuck with it and you can't go the other way around. And that sucks about this headset. It's a blessing, but it's also a curse just because of those freaking controllers. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I was very excited about the original reverb and then I got to try it and it had a very sort of small sweet spot. Um, but, you know, this has got new lenses this time, so I'm, I'm optimistic that they fixed oh, yeah. that. Quality-wise, um, yeah. Yeah, HP is really good, you know? It's a yeah. pretty good company. The thing is, you know, like if I think if you're interested in this headset, then investing in some rechargeables is the only way. <laughs> Otherwise, you're gonna have to remortgage your house yeah, on yeah, batteries yeah. alone. Um, so get some nice rechargeables like the Panasonic and Loops yeah. are the ones that I use for. Uh, I, 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 I guess moment. I guess if you have never tried Valve Index controllers or touch controllers, uh, then uh, you're not gonna mind. But if you come from, let's say, touch controllers or index controllers and have to mm. use these. Yeah, that's that's a different story. So yeah, because weight is going to be a factor as well, because they're going to be heavier with two double A's in each. Um, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see, you know. And again, we'll wait to uh, get our, oh. our full hands on it yeah. before we sort of uh, yeah, looks, give our sort of final judgment legit. on it. But yeah, so that's two uh, new headsets coming. Mm. Uh, we should be very happy, actually. Very happy. That very happy new headsets coming. And, and the fact that they're very different, you know, the, both these headsets are very different from each other, and they both serve a different purpose. I think, you know, yeah, the XR I, I Space think... Mover. Yeah, I Unique. think I think news-wise, you know, we have really seen like every week we're seeing so many different genres of news. You know, like oh, there's a new game coming. Oh, there's a new standalone headset coming. Oh, PC VR is also getting treated nicely. Oh, we got hand tracking. We see more, um, you know, diversity uh, remote in, in, work apps. It's yeah. like across the board. Maybe it's also, of course, because of the you know pandemic. There's more attention to everything now, and you can make money of everything now too, since certain markets are sleeping. 
But uh, yeah, it's nice. I'm, I'm very happy and I'm curious what these two headsets will do, especially the standalone one, uh, because yeah, it's a total new concept that could work or could fail. Yeah, let us know what you think in the chat, by the way. We'd love to know what you guys think. Uh, I've been sort of keeping an eye on the comments. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit of a mixed bag on both, to be honest, but uh, I think that's that's always the case when you know <laughs> yeah. it's just talking about specs and we're not actually got our hands on it yet. It's the first um, proper orange headset anyway. Yeah, hey. There you go. I told you the <laughs> colors had come. Uh, well, there, there's more coming, promise yeah. you. Uh -huh. if, uh, if orange is your bag, it's the only one to go for. <laughs> I'm still um, holding out on pink. <laughs> pink is going to be like, as I said before, there's a lot of girls out there who are like, they want their pink stuff. Also, and, also. Like, there's no pink only, headset yet. Not only color, but also design wise, you know, it's it's oh, a yeah. total different. Like most headsets look the same, but these are like different in their. Like the Vibe uh, Pro shape. McLaren edition with the little orange. <laughs> the, thing is, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the thing is, as well, like the landscape could be changed as well by the time these headsets come, because like I think the uh, Reverb G2 is shipping in fall, although you can pre order it now, uh, 599, although pre orders are opening up to other countries in mid June. Yeah. But by the time this ships and this. Um, you know, XR Space headset ships, then we could already have another Quest or Quest. another headset from Oculus on our hands that trumps them even further. So who knows what the, the landscape is going to look like in another hard, three, hard to make a pre-order right now, I think, Mike. Very, be hard very to... difficult. Very difficult. Um, but that is the headsets for now. Uh, now it's time to talk about releases. Let's talk about the games because content is king after all. You could have all these fancy headsets, but they're just big paperweights without any games. Now let's pass it over to Zim for the releases for next week. Who wants some releases? Hmm... And uh, <laughs> thanks, Rowdy, and uh, and and Mike. Yeah, Nathan doesn't care. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> and I just got a. Uh, I think it's T minus fifty five to launch as well for those who are tracking uh, the launch Hurry that's up. happening. Hurry today. up! <laughs> we got we got we got to wrap up at least in fifty five minutes. Okay. So uh, first game. Uh, this one is uh, something that originally landed on uh, oddly enough Viveport and Steam, and is. Not something that I'd seen before. I wonder if any of you have played it. It's called Awake Episode 1. And it's funny because two years later, there's still only one episode. Um, this is 5.99 in pounds. And on the 28th of May, this dropped. Um, so this is now available on Rift. Uh, and this is a weird one. This is a first-person cinematic VR thriller that blurs the line between memories, dreams, and reality. In essence, it's Uncanny Valley, the game. So... You're a new presence in the story of Harry, a man obsessed with solving a mysterious, lucid dream. Uh, and it's an obsession that also costs him dearly. So I, I, I find this a really interesting, this kind of thing, an interesting thing. I know we've seen a couple of these like 15, 20, 30, 40 minute um, immersive cinematic experiences. This is one that has uh, it touts complex narrative and a Hollywood cast. So... I don't know, like, have you guys had yet a compelling cinematic experience where they've done this kind of video capture with that level of detail, where it's, like, kind of human, but not really? I think the closest I've come to it is, like, um, Lone Echo, you know, when you're interacting with, yeah. you know, Olivia Rhodes, the captain, I, you know. I, I've had that, but it wasn't in VR. I've said it already a couple of times. It was Control, where they actually used, uh, like, actually video in the game itself. Ah, uh, mm. right, yeah. yeah. Right. I guess also the mocap in, um, well, I'm th trying to think of the, the PSVR title, Mike, that you really liked, uh, the London one. Oh, oh Blood and Truth. Blood and Truth. Yeah. Truth. Yeah. I mean, the, and that's that's really mocap, right? Uh, and, yeah. and, and facial animations. But 
there's been a few of these. Like, do you guys remember? I think it's uh, Regal Rodriguez or something like that, or Michelle Rodriguez uh, starred in one. We oh. had one with um, John Travolta. We had one with John Travolta. <laughs> Cage. We had one with Nicolas Cage. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Like, these, these have oh, not generally been very good. Like, They've not aged well. They're kind of <laughs> from the second. They weren't even they good from the beginning. Like yeah. they dropped out of the womb, and it wasn't wasn't a pretty sight. Um, well, uh, Supernatural kind of does it, you know. Uh, also, Supernatural you had, does it. You also have that's very good, it, actually. Supernatural, like although I don't, you know, agree with the rest of the platform. The volume, the, the the video capture, and uh, the uh, the volumetric uh, photogrammetry or whatever it is very good. Another one that I can mention, since we're talking about you know uh, space and stuff, anyways, is like the one with Buzz Aldrin, where you go to I think the moon, and he shows yeah. what they're working on. Uh, is also uh, you know kind of like this you know hologram styled uh, thing. And then I thought that that was one of the first times I was like, whoa, this is so real. Was in uh, the Arkham uh, Batman VR experience. Arkham is good too. Mm. Those you those know, faces also look like super real. You're gonna have to help me with the name, um, but I think there was a BBC Nature one where they full capped David Attenborough, a very oh, famous, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, nature commentator uh, in the UK uh, and globally, who also does like the Planet Earth series and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Seeing him on a chair in a stool in like the British Museum or wherever it was they captured him was really compelling. So I, th- I, found, I thought that was another really good one. What about yeah. you, Raddy? Anything other than control and the VR space that you found like that? I think indeed, like what Mike said, like Lone Echo is probably the closest one for me that I've had in <clears throat> VR. Yeah. I, I, I kind of wish they had that level of detail in Alien Isolation. And oh, God. the next one they come. Also, <laughs> the also, facial uh... animation, I mean. <laughs> the Xenomorph can back off. It can be like pixeled like... <laughs> Like uh, dot in <laughs> pixel rip. This for all I care. He could just be a black blob, and he would still be terrifying. Yeah, I, I, I think it. De- I think it depends on how close something comes towards you. You know, if it's mm. like a real face and it really comes into your personal bubble, uh, then then it's like super real. One that I should also mention is, of course, Half Life Alex to a certain degree, and Arctica One. It's like these, yeah. you know, kind of unreal engine looking. Yeah, Arctica things. One is a good uh, one. Yeah. With Half-Life Alex, like the the human to human experience that you have are fairly like limited. Yeah, you, you don't come that close. Uh, but mm-hmm. I always feel like if you're in VR and you come really close to a face that isn't normal, then you're uh, like really feeling that it's real and that you're kind of like, oh god, what am I doing? <laughs> so. And of course, the the dating simulator that I yeah, played, well, that's uh, the one I wanted to mention, mention. But I was like, maybe he's gonna cry when I'm. This, uh... this is an interesting suggestion. So Victor <laughs> Riddell from the chat says, uh, "Blade Runner Memory Lab." Remember that, that was one? so good. That, that was, was actually really good yeah, as well. Yeah, that was yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah. Free as well, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, great suggestion. Yeah, I forgot it's about that. Like one. the difference between like that one again is like this kind of scan of a person, and when you kind of look around it, you can see that they're kind of turning, but mm. it's real ah. enough when you stand in front of them. It's it's great. Yeah. Actually, while I was preparing this week, I got a so abduction is another game like that where you've got kind of a scan of a person and it's it's those humans, but firmament is is meant to launch this summer i think it's meant to be july so i've been keeping an eye on that one so you'll hear about it from me for sure on here anyway that was only number one let me move on because uh you know we've got rockets blade runner is by the way free just saying which one is blade runner Runner. 20 something 20 47 43 (laughs) (laughs) sometime in the future yeah all right so uh next one here uh now you ladies and gentlemen like a bit of gore in your lives well this game has been out again for quite a while. Um, Tales of Glory launched uh, now formally after a bunch of bug fixes and stuff from Blacktail Games. 
it's $30, 23 pounds. Um, and Tales of Glory, uh, to me, is the first VR game that I've seen, which is a fully featured medieval battle simulator. Um, and although the, the trailer isn't all that convincing in, in some of the um, artifacts that it uses, uh, you'll see in a minute what I mean. The scale of this, you've got like 40 different different battlefields. You're, you're, you're fighting for the slaughter of your family to kind of defend them. And akin to kind of Mountain Blade or like a Game, in, Game of Thrones VR simulator, this was really picking up on like physics-based melee combat fights. So if you're into this melee stuff, and this has been big in like flat gaming now for at least kind of three to five years, you know, zombies are yesterday's thing and medieval fighting seem to be the current day, then Tales of Glory seems to have really gone through a pace of evolution. But it's got a kind of a bones, a boneworks style jank to the combat. And as I said, the HUD elements to me are really unappealing. They're kind of flat colors and stuff like that. But the actual combat element, where you're soldiering up with a bunch of horses to a castle and, you know, taking that down. As I said, if, if you really want to get your Game of Thrones thing on, then I think that Tales of Glory is something you should probably check out. It seems to be pretty well reviewed, actually, on Steam, although it started on Bumpy Roads in Early Access two years ago when it when it first launched. And this is available, Tales of Glory, since the 30th of May. So I've played it as well, like, a, a long time ago. And I think this is a... Even back then, even though it's it was buggy and like a little bit janky, and I pro it probably still is in some sort of way because yeah. it's also like it, it adheres to that kind of style. But I do think it's a great game, though. It really gives you that feeling of being on a on a on a battlefield with like a lot of troops, and you know you you feel like I remember that that one scene where they also like shouting, and then they 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 like ran towards the enemy. It's so epic to do that kind of stuff, yeah. or like on your horse with like one of those like I don't know how they call it, like a stick or something, and you like impale people while you're like going on the horse like that. It, it feels is freaking it, awesome to do joust. that in VR. Is it, yeah, is it yeah. like a mission? Jousting, is it yeah. like a mission-based game or more like a sandbox? Yeah, so it's more sandboxy, but yeah. it says um, you know full physics, one versus many combat, many versus many, everything packed into a thirty-hour <laughs> sandbox campaign. So there is a kind yeah. of a free form to it, but you're trying to take down the other houses around this kind of map that you've got. And yeah. that it's that immersion that I miss. The, the, I used to battle in a game called, I think it was Joust VR or something like that. And you would just ride over some bridges. You'd either have like a sword, your, oh, your Joust, wait, you like mean, the long pole. Oh, that one, yeah. And then yeah. You'd, you'd knock people's heads off with joust the Joust VR. pole. And it was like one of the most like nausea-inducing things at the time, but I loved it. I really had a lot of fun oh, with man. that. And so... When I saw this, I was like, okay, so sometimes you have these games that really limp through early access and still give, as you said, Rowdy, like a real compelling kind of immersive experience. And then once they come out, oftentimes we kind of ignore them because they've been out in the ecosystem for a long while. Uh, but this one I saw and I was like, you know what? That's something that would definitely get me interested. So I'm glad you yeah, played it a, before. It's, it's a great game. I really, I really like that one. I really enjoyed it. It just reminds me of that um, that video that Josh Dub did where he was wearing the full green screen suit riding oh. the horse. And he was like going like this. And then the, it just fades to green screen. It's just a man wearing a green suit. It's got to be one of the best tweets of 2019. That it one, was that the one. best yeah. use of green screen I've ever seen in VR. Yeah. Ever. And this is the thing that I, and again, the reason I wanted to highlight this, I love bringing you guys stuff that's free. There is a demo available. So if you want to go get your ride on, then this is one which you can go try. You should put on your your green suit, uh, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> well, try and reenact. I'll just do a re yeah. redo of Josh Dub's uh, yeah, tweet. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very good. Just very good. It. 
Well, I've got a couple of trailers to run and a couple of mentions. Those are the two kind of main ones that I wanted to show off. Um, we talked about it a little bit earlier. I'm going to give you the little play, but um, Nathie mentioned Elixir, as a couple of you have played this in chat. I got to play the, this week, and my god, uh, it's it's probably one of the first, like, really compelling, like, um, uh, hand-tracking games on Quest. And there's a few of these now that, that I'm going to run trailers for just to kind of inspire you to go out and try this, because actually I think that now, five months later, hand tracking has kind of come out of its nest egg, and now we're there. So Elixir basically is sorcery at your fingertips, brought to you by Facebook Labs. And um, the most, the coolest part for me was, I think, uh, closing a fist on one of these things and uh, being Wolverine. That was like one of the most nifty elements in this. It's a free thing. You can go just download it. Um, you guys have tinkered with this, I'd imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. Really, really cool. It's one of those experiences that you just love to show people, you know, like friends and family who have maybe never even tried VR before. Chuck them in this and just watch their minds get absolutely blown. That, yeah. That's the best experience. Yeah. 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 And, and, and that's actually what I wrote down here was it's um, it's a perfect example of something that you can very easily demo to others, yeah. quest tech and hand tracking, which I think will blow yeah. their minds a bit. I, th I think that's also because of the narrative uh, thing going on. You know, it's a very solid demo that has been made to get people into hand tracking. It, it was uh, the introduction to hand tracking, I think, the official demo at Connect, and now it's also the this is what you start with. Exactly, yeah. and I think it's I think it's I think it's fantastic. Um, there's another one that I got to tinker around with uh, earlier in the week, which I just recommend. I don't have the video for it. Uh, it was called uh, Surfaces, which was a HoloLens 2 experiment ported to Quest, and that one is available on SideQuest. So mm -hmm. Surfaces is a hand-tracking demo I'd recommend. As I said, that was a HoloLens 2 demo that was brought over to Quest. Um, and then there's a few others that we mentioned. Uh, Gloomy Eyes, that's got, uh, got hand-tracking as well. It's kind of a, you, you guys have seen it, but this is the one that was narrated by Colin Farrell. Um, yep. It's very much in the dark very, very small dioramic display. Um, and if you're looking for something that's like a Tim Burton-esque, I remember yep. it being about 40 minutes in length, um, yep. the segments of it. I think Mike and I both like this. Um, and it's definitely one of those kind of one and done experiences. Yep. So mind that in terms of the cost, but it's like watching a little uh, mini indie film. Um, and, and Colin Farrell does an excellent job narrating it. He's not just in it for a little bit. He's basically in it with you throughout. Yeah, and also uh, the line as well. Uh, I would also recommend that one. Very similar little sort of diorama uh, that you sort of overwatch. You also interact with it to a certain degree as well. Uh, but it's just a nice little charming little story from the team at Avery. Plucked right off of my list. Nicely done. Oh, sorry. And that one sorry. launched. No, no, you're grand. Uh, so that was 22nd of May landing for Elixir, 28th of May for Gloomy Eyes, 28th of May for the line. So nice. these are all out and available. Uh, the line, I'd say, is about half the length of gloomy eyes it's about mm -hmm. a 15 to 20 minute interactive story and wow. it's based on a scale model of 1940s sao paulo wow uh, that's so very nice it's not one that yeah. i've done so i will definitely take up your recommendation mike and check that out myself and then yeah. uh the final one in my list of little trailers here is um what was a second here oh i've like, it. like that that sort of experience i would say it's just one of those experiences that is good for the soul you know? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I think I think best of all is that you don't have to pay for your hands, so that part is already free. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, so then I've got a little thing at the end here, uh, which is a surprise because these guys can't Ooh, bring me back surprise. after a week away without something. So we're gonna do a little trailer quiz here. We've uh -huh, done this once again. before. 
Oh, and God. this is um, this is the, where the pressure gets onto the lads, and they have to basically narrate um, a trailer that we're going to run, a historic trailer. It's not a new game; it's an old game, um, and they may or may not have played it. So they're going to have to guess guess along. Uh, first up is going to be Rowdy to the plate, and um, this game, uh, these games, by the way, range just so you can get your minds in the right kind of pocket between 2015 and 2017. The order we're going to go in was we're going to go Rowdy, uh, Mike, my brain. <laughs> Okay. And then uh, your job is to narrate for our audio listeners. And if you get it, just say the name and keep narrating through. Each of these is a minute. I've given you a minute. If you don't get it in a minute, that's fine. We'll tell you what it is at the end. And chat, please play along. Uh, guys who aren't speaking, just put your hand up for a, for a second to say if you are confident you know what it is. Just to add a little bit of pressure to the person in the guessing seat. Uh, All right. And you're, not allowed to watch, and you're not allowed to look at the chat to cheat. <laughs> you, oh, can't, yeah. you can't chat sheet. That wouldn't be right. Yeah. All right. So we're going to start Watching off on this rowdy. first one. Um, <laughs> go and ahead. we'll go ahead and run this and, uh, yeah, and, and enjoy away. Let's, uh, let's see if uh, Rowdy can guess this game from 2016. While well, my feet are floating into space, breathtaking atmospheres and floating astronauts. No floor, no ceiling, just cold open space from your lovely writers at Forbes. I'm floating still in space and crippling a tense experience from IGN. Wow, a lot of people looked at this game. And now I'm going through... Oh, stuff is going down in space. Flowers. Flowers, too. We have beautiful flowers. and uh, Drifts? Is it a drift? You got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. the trailer for more, a drift. More stuff is, is breaking and flying towards my face. Uh... A, a picture of a young girl? Not again, Rowdy. Please. No, no more, please. please. <laughs> Call the FBI. A drift got me to believe in VR. CNET. Uh, <laughs> letter. Going through my space station. Uh, Steve is still, stuff is still exploding. Okay, please stop this. Uh, this is so is nobody going to call and help me? <laughs> you got it right. The pain is over, please. The pain is the over. Pain is over. So, yeah, for those of you who haven't actually uh, seen that before, it's called Adrift. And uh, Adrift was like, one of these games that was kind of like one of those AA or AAA experiences that then got VR support. Uh, landed for Rift and yeah. Vive um, back in 2016 in July. And uh, good job, Anya. Uh, they're rowdy for, for, for checking it out. I actually played this again just to kind of torture my people who hate Adrift um, recently. And... It actually still works very well. If you can yep. handle um, yeah. gamepad, uh, a gamepad game. A gamepad game. Yeah, a gamepad game and Newtonian physics drifting, wow. which can be tough on the stomach. If you can handle those two things, it still looks pretty as hell. Um, and it's a really nice sight for the eyes. And when you get out in space, you really feel quite exposed. What, what, are, they, what are these guys doing right now? Are they making anything else? I don't know. Because I, when, when I see this trailer, the first thing that comes up in my mind is Adam Orth. Yeah, it's so, like, so, I know yeah, this guy. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, so, what is he doing now? That's, so, that's so I've got a story about Adam Orth. So Adam Orth was the guy from Microsoft that, when it was moving to an online-only platform, he was the one that like said, "Deal with it." Like everyone just need to deal with it. Like <laughs> yeah. we're going online. Like stop being like like cavemen. <laughs> we're connected to the internet now. So basically, he got roasted for that. Had to leave Microsoft. Then he made this game, and then he was like, "Deal with it. Deal with the motion sickness, you noobs. <laughs> like you have to deal with it." <laughs> he didn't actually say that, but that's what I thought he said internally, anyway. Uh, and then he moved to. Um, 
the, the developers that made Firewall, and just as Firewall launched, he actually left. Mm. So I don't think he's part of any game development studio oh. right now, but mm. that is uh, Adam Orth, who oh. was part of this game's development. It's like, I know the, I know the guy better than the game. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I, I love the look of this game, um, but I never could make it further than 10 minutes without wanting to hurl my ring up yeah i was gonna say i i figured that mike in that era would have not been able to handle it because you were a sensitive stomach um the one thing i would say about it is just to warn anyone who goes and goes that's a pretty game i'm gonna go pick that up it is incredibly slow paced like if you don't like games that are um if you don't like games that are like quoted as walking simulators stay away from a drift okay there are exciting bits but otherwise i would stay away from it yeah, exactly. Okay, two more. Guess who's up to the plate next? Me. His main man, Mike. All right, Mike, Roll. here we go. This one? Got this. 6th of February, 2019, launched on PSVR. 21st oh. of September, 2017, launched for PCVR. Okay. What game is this? Okay. Introduction rolling. Here we go. Hmm. Oh, I know this is Zing. He knows it straight off the bat. Mike is too good yeah. at, this, at yeah. this game. It's or crossing, as, as, as Zim used to call it. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, give me 30 seconds anyway in narration. Go on. Okay. Tell, uh, so tell there's a magical chest. It's snowing. It's cold. It's dark. Winter is officially arrived. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got, like, mystical gates. You've got um, scrolls. If you like scrolls, then you'll love this one. Um, PD loves this game. He wants me to play it all the time. Uh, I've only played, like, ten minutes. Is that, is that in the quotation of the trailer? It is, yeah. PD said I need to play this game. Um, but it mixes, like, lots of different elements, like wind, fire, water, uh. earth, stone. Yeah. <laughs> cool little puzzle game apparently but i haven't played it so yeah, i have yet. no idea not only five minutes nice. worth anyway well done zing. Nice. So that, is, uh, that is zing the yeah, land zing, beyond, the land beyond yes. if you uh for the longest time oh, he i didn't was... get it right then he just said, <laughs> shut <laughs> up rowdy sorry mike shut up <laughs> <laughs> um, all right uh and and i've saved maybe the most challenging oh, a lot for nathan he oh. comes like uh, He's going to come with a trailer that is like 30 years old that I should be remembering, but I just don't yeah. know anymore. 2015. Do you yeah, remember that uh, year? Yeah. <laughs> maybe. 9th of July, 2015, this game landed. Okay. And I think that you will, I think you will, I think you will recognize this one. Okay. Um, I believe I saw you do a video on it. So oh, now huh. it's just a test of yeah. whether or not Nathie can uh, stretch his imagination back to these particular railroad tracks. Is this uh, is this finishing of uh, Ethan Carter? Oh, boom! Right out the gates, uh, got whoa, it. Who was thinking that as nice. well? Nice. Uh, wow. Because that real, was, because you got it on the fucking railroad track. Yeah, railroad. Or, or, oh, real railroad. Chook chook chook. Oh, there's a portal. Of there's Ethan a, Carter. Oh, we're we're suddenly in a different universe. We're traveling through the past. Oh, there's a man jumping uh, away from a train. That was a close call. Ooh, spooky mansion. Spooky. Ooh, there's someone inside the mansion. He fell asleep. Oh, now we're back at the nightmare dreams. Ooh, and we see ghosts everywhere. It's like traveling oh, this, through the past. This is a nightmare future. dream for me. <laughs> Marty, Marty, we're going back to the future. <laughs> there's a monster. There's a monster in the water. Oh my god, I'm scared. 
Uh, and now there's like a murderer on the loose. Oh my god. If days, there's any uh, game developers crazy. out there who happen to watch the show and you want some narration of your next game trailer, you know who'd contact. <laughs> voice, you know. voice actor right here. No, the but uh, that, that's that's it. And this is, yeah, this is a classic, man. Wow. Three for three. You guys, you see this? This is what VR veteran status gets you. This ability to recall VR games that quickly. <laughs> Great job. So that was, that was a drift, the space drifty one, very much like what the... Uh, gentlemen in the pod sitting there now on the launch pad are about to do. We got Zing, which eventually PD will wear Mike down and he will have to play. And uh, Nathy, uh, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, which is a story worth playing. Uh, and again, very, it's very, very pretty landscapes. You guys played this and enjoyed it. I, I could tell you were nodding along with it and saying like, oh, I remembered that one. I never, I never played this one. Um, I never played this one. No. It's it? weird though. It's puzzling. It's, weird. it's it a really weird. weird story, mm. and it's a it's more like a like a, a thriller book than it is a, a thriller movie or a thriller game. It feels like you're you're going through a thriller book. It's really I, interesting. It, it's like these games you're mentioning are like really nice, but I I, I guess it's hard for people nowadays to go back into those. Yep. It's the same, mm. but you know, a drift. It's like yeah, playing with a controller. My mind speaks in a way where it's like yeah, dude, like that 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 was like and still yep. is pretty dang awesome you know it's same with far packs with a controller i'm down nice thing. but yeah no. I, I'm, and i'm totally with you and that's part of the reason i wanted to go check it out again one thing to bear in mind um if you have touch controls uh and you decide to go play a drift it's it uses that kind of cut in half separated yeah, gamepad yeah. that's, that's kind of so nice. you can play yeah, if you don't nice. have a xbox controller or similar controller so I just wanted to highlight that as well. But gents, that is our trailer quiz. Thank you. Wow. You did very well for having no notice of that. And I think that's it for my little bit. So okay. gentlemen, thank you. Three out of three. Thank you very much, Jim. Jim, that was Jim. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Jim. Don't... Back to you, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Jim. Nice You're welcome. Um, thank you very much. So I think that's going to be the end of the show because I think we all want to go and see the, the rocket launch now um, and, and see what happens there. Don't know why I called him Jim. Back to you, Jim. Um, but yeah, I just want to say thank you again to Synth Riders for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. We really, what? really appreciate that. We're looking forward to uh, teaming up uh, this week to do the VR escape room together, which we're going to report on uh, on next week's show. And hopefully we'll get some juicy news from Sony this week uh, during their PS5 live stream, which is on Thursday. And uh, again, we'll talk about that as well, hopefully next week, if we get any teasers from them. So we hope you all have an amazing week in VR. Enjoy the rocket launch. Fingers crossed it actually happens. We'll be watching it as well. Uh, and we'll catch you next week. So have a great week. Until then, take care. Bye-bye for now. Bye.